bought a draft again. It's part two, bitch. You can stand under my um pod Ella Ella. Yeah. Keep it going. Eh, eh, eh. Under my pod Ella. Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast here with the 2000s album draft part two, Mm -hmm. 2005 Mm -hmm. to 2009. Mm -hmm. Back again. How's everybody doing? I'm a little bit scared, but I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think uh, you look great. I oh, think thank you. did they feed you with some Regeneron? <laughs> yeah, you look like you've been pumped up. with some freaking roids. I was really, I, I was really worried there, but luckily, uh, I was taken out of the hospital, and they did put me back in the big house. Um, and I'm running things again, so that's good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we bought a mic, a pop culture podcast here. I'm Ernest. I'm not here to make friends, but I sure would like to. My name is Hunter. Mm. I'm Drew. I'm putting feelers out there if anyone has a dexamethasone guy. <laughs> um, that that shit evidently can get you real good. <laughs> I, I like what I see from that drug. I'm immune. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and and who else? It's Danny. He's back. Back again. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. When you said the whole dexamethadrone thing or whatever, it reminded me of uh, The Office when he goes, who's your worm guy? You're paying way too much for worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, putting feelers out for worms, too, if you know any birds. <laughs> so we got part two of the album draft this week. Last week got pretty lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get into it in a second and the results of the Twitter poll. Oh, But before then... We got some quick ketchup items. Some news first. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Lost mm-hmm. him at the age of 65 this week. Um, a legend yeah. of the guitar instrument. He's probably like number one or number two on the greatest guitarists of all time. It's like him and Jimi Hendrix, really. Like when you talk about not just their abilities, but how they revolutionized music. And what rock could be. I mean, he did that. I, I The music kind of speaks for himself. Like Van Halen will have like eight to 12 songs that will just live on forever. Hot for Teacher. Yeah, I mean, Hot for Teacher, Jump, Panama, Running with the Devil, Hot, uh, Ain't Talking About Love. Like, Why can't this be love? I And their covers really I, got me. He, they, they literally have a song that is just a, a Van Halen just shredding on the guitar which by the way usually i uh sucks usually when someone is just shredding you get uh what you end up with is buckethead who is very good (laughs) at shredding and none of his music is consequential to me in any way even though obviously it is to guitarists Mm -hmm. but yeah it was transcendent because they made accessible uh i guess you would call it 80s like late 70s early 80s hard rock it's yeah. it's almost hard to define Van Halen because they have post hair metal. They, yeah, well, it's, but it, it was like pre technically like it. they almost invented hair metal, uh, which is a bad genre. It's a horrible genre. But that's sort of the mark Don't of greatness sometimes is if it was if you spawn a bunch of shitty imitators who can't do what you did, 
you know, that yeah. means that you're really fucking good. Well, we talked about that last time that we did the album draft with things like Arcade Fire and uh, like Radiohead, how they just spawned like the worst versions of themselves going forward. Yeah. And that really is a great sign. I mean, they were like the heaviest music to ever be played on the radio at the time. But it's still such great songwriting. Like when you have a song like Jamie's crying, come on, like you're just like, Oh, my mom would like this. <laughs> like also nobody else has had their own guitar pattern. The red, black and white. His, his stripes are, are sick. Yeah. He striped his own guitars. Famously. He had a bunch of different versions. With like tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a cool guy. Did you guys know that he had cancer? Cause honestly, I didn't. I had no idea that he'd been fighting cancer for like a decade. I didn't know about Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. Nobody yeah. did. Yeah, that was more of yeah. a secret. I guess this one was out there, but I just had no idea that this was a thing. I mean, he uh, famously did a whole bunch of drugs uh, when he was younger. Him and his brother, um, who in the later years joined Van Halen, would like talk about they would wake up first thing in the morning, hungover, start drinking until they passed out like three, sleep for a few hours, and then just start doing a bunch of coke and start drinking again Hell to yeah. go play a show that night. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Like they, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of incredible that it, there's more horror stories about that kind of lifestyle than there are uh good stories which i mean of course 65 is too early to lose van halen yeah, but it really is that shocked me when i saw it. i was like damn well r.i.p man will there ever You're be somebody with a cooler rock name than eddie van halen that's just fucking greta dope. van fleet <laughs> may i introduce which you one's to? greta <laughs> No, that, no, that's a Robert Plant's son, actually. Yeah, Greta oh, boy. <laughs> oh no, uh, Greta Van Vliet, you are enemies of the podcast. Have you? Did you ever hear that quote where he was like, "You know, I can hear the similarities, but I don't think we sound like mm -hmm. them." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me?" It's really big of him to Jeez. hear the similarities. <laughs> really cool, man. That's gotta be a sly joking comment i don't know i heard real. it and i was like there's no way this is real because they literally sound like a like a shitty cover band that just blew up oh, they suck <laughs> what, what else do we got on speaking the docket of, speaking of r.i.p mm -hmm. r.i.p movie theaters mm -hmm. amc is still hanging in there cinemark's still hanging in there but regal has shut its doors once again they reopened and I should have put money on this. Was there a, was there an odds of if movie theaters would shut down again? I don't know if there was. That's a bad job on me that I should have done the research to check that out. Uh, you're because you're the odds maker. Of I am, I'll just you guys want me to be a bookie yeah. like that is my dream job is to become a bookie. Oh, yeah. Give me another shot. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Music festivals. Oof. Yeah. Well, but this is the equivalent of like. If they tried to do like a socially distanced Lollapalooza yeah. and then like shut it down after the second day. Yeah. Like this is not a perfect analogy. They're doing, they're doing socially distant concerts now. Not in the United States. I think Plaza is doing some of it too. It's like you have, well, to, you have to buy pods and it's like four people per pod and that's how you watch live music now we live in what the a apocalypse. nightmare are you so are you, are you going to do this Danny? oh hell no <laughs> yeah because no, no you chance. are the most likely of any of us and because, you're not gonna do because it. then you're gonna have like greta van fleet playing <laughs> you're gonna have to watch that in a pod 
You can't leave from the pod. Like you have the, to stay for the full time. They're like the only act that they could possibly book. They're like, yeah, who gives a fuck about fuck the it, virus? Right. Well, yeah. also, we are in Florida, and Florida is now reopening everything at full capacity. I know oh, downtown God. bars are open. Oh, yeah. Like there's, they, there's no Clubs pandemic. are just open right now. Also, didn't the, the Dolphins get a full go-ahead for a packed yeah. full yeah. capacity Luckily, stadium? they're not going to do it. Okay. Yeah. They, they announced that they're going to keep it at like, a like quarter thir- capacity. Yeah, 13K, I believe. It's 13k still though. Out of 70,000, it's 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 bad. If they spread out, yeah. It's still bad. Don't get me wrong. But at least they're not like, oh, DeSantis said it's cool. Fuck it, dude. Send it. Let's go. Let's I would pack be, them in. Yeah, I'd be more concerned about colleges doing this. Oh yeah. Apparently yeah. FSU is like packing out Doke. Is that what's so, going on? Um, oh god. No, no, no. They so they are doing uh they got in a lot of trouble actually from like the NCAA and everything, because on week one, they had a home game that was at like 25% capacity or whatever. And they kept getting crowd shots to the stand. They're like, oh yeah, luckily uh, we're 25%, but everybody is being socially distant and safe. And it went over to like a student section where they were, there was like, a hundred uh, yeah. people crammed in there. None of them were wearing absolutely masks. going, on. and so they all got in trouble. And then last week they were better with it. I guess they're trying to do stuff where like you get assigned a ticket and you just come in one gate, so and you cannot leave that section. So they're trying to like keep groups together. You're still in a section with like a couple thousand people, so it's still not pretty, very well advised. Together, like those seats are you can small. spread out a little bit, but like I still would not recommend that. So. Movie theaters uh, barely hanging on by a thread like this Regal shutting its doors, which to me like is like pretty depressing, but also like kind of hilarious in a dark way because they just made this big show of like, we're back, baby. Come to the movies. (laughs) We got new mutants. We got Tenet. Mm -hmm. We got. Uh, writing Ten. on the bathroom wall. <laughs> uh, what's the Russell Russell Crowe Un- unhinged? <laughs> yeah, and uh, sadly that lasted uh, about a month. Yeah, I. So I wanted to ask: Have you guys? Did you guys ever get a chance to cancel your subscriptions? Yes, for Regal they Unlimited? told me they would freeze it. Yeah, so I uh, I was supposed to get charged for the first time since they reopened uh, at the end of this month, and now yeah, they, they are like, shutting down. But so I've never actually had, even had to deal with trying to cancel or freeze my account. Yeah, because they said they said we'll give you your first month free yeah. is what they said, and now this first month is the only month because now they're shutting down as of like tomorrow. We're recording yeah. this on a Thursday, and. Our hearts go out to the employees who found out about this, like as the press release went out, they were not informed ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Poor people like, oh, my God, so awful. Well, I guess I can uh, I can tie in uh, my piece of ketchup I have with this because it ties into this bit of news and the next thing that we have up. Um, So I went to go to a movie last night in a movie theater because I don't know when the fuck am I be able to see one again. And they are doing some classic films. And so I saw the 1988 film Akira, uh, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen Akira or not. Saw it in in the old college days. Very, uh, very um, um, soil. That's 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 right. Uh, (laughs) Very soilent. Um, So this I mean, it's a batshit insane movie. I'll get to that in a second. But I went to the theater and it was depressing. 
Like, <laughs> were you the only person? So there was uh, three other people in the theater. It was just like group of weebs that were sitting like in the other <laughs> side of the theater from me. Shout out to those guys. Um, <laughs> but in the in the lobby, do you know what a weeb is? I, I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> in the lobby, there was literally no one in there. It was dead silent, except for just like the employees sitting there talking with each other. <laughs> like there was nobody in there. I was like, however, I walked in at first. There wasn't even a person to scan my ticket. They just had like walked away because I guess nobody had been coming in for a long time. So <laughs> this really was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. But the thing that bummed me out even more was sitting through the trailers uh, before the movie started, which uh, included, of course, No Time to Die, which got pushed to 2021. But the one that hurt the most was Dune. They still showed the trailer. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Like it was inevitable. As soon as like uh, No Time to Die pushed and uh, Wonder Woman and there's just been like this inevitable, like slow roll of like, yeah, we're not really getting all the falls slash winter releases and dune was like the only big one still left on the schedule and it was only a matter of time um but once no time to die pushed that's when regal made the call yeah so it wasn't because of no time to die but it was like the basically the stroke the stroke that broke the camel the straw that broke the camel. Yeah. The well, stroke. Did I say the stroke? The stroke. Um, oh, poor camel. <laughs> <laughs> but because I, I think that I don't I don't really think that Dune was going to make a lot of money anyways. Yeah. We, Denis, we talked about this. Denis yeah. hasn't made uh, big blockbusters and Dune is a weird fucking story. It's not Star Wars like they might be marketing it to some people as. People um, love Timmy, though. People do love Timmy and people do love they love him more than Ryan Gosling. We can't I guess, say. I who's guess we to, can't say. I, I feel like Timmy has a higher approval rate than Ryan Gosling at this I, point. Yeah. People um, fucking love Timmy Shelley. Yeah. And they he hasn't had a bad fuck up yet. He's very stretchy, as we know on the show. He's a little angel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it was sad seeing that because a lot of the trailers still have like their old release dates. Like Black Widow, it's like coming to theaters. See it in IMAX November. And it's like, oh no, maybe you can click out that last <laughs> you think, part. Do you think they know yet? <laughs> they just I have can't like, wait to see Disney Plus's original Black Widow. They just have a guy like hold his finger in front of the projector so the date gets covered <laughs> yeah, it's just, up. It's just like coming <laughs> and coming and then he just does like a little question mark. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe just, movies. Just hold a again. piece of paper up. And, uh. I I'm not as doom and gloom about movie theaters for their future as you guys are, though, because I think that movie theaters were already going in direction where um, the micro budget films were already or at least the medium budget films like movies, 30 million and under were already moving to Netflix or to VOD or to more art house style theaters anyways. And I think that this just kind of puts a magnifying glass on that now i think movie theaters going forward they're still going to get dune they're still going to get no time to die i think the theaters will stay open for those big releases because those big releases still make movie theaters millions of dollars like they still make movie theaters so much goddamn money that it's not it doesn't make fiscal sense for them to completely shut down i'm not worried about like just not being able to see blockbusters in movie theaters going forward. I think the thing is, is like Regal shut down all of its theaters, which is like around 500 of them. 
there's no way that all 500 of them are going to open no. back up. Well, that's true. That's the thing. And and that is going to put a huge dent on the market. And of course, there's still going to be movie theaters. Like it's not like they're going to completely go away, but the tide is shifting. And the thing about this pandemic is that like movies are the one thing basically, I mean, there's other things, but like we don't have to go to a movie theater to see a movie. Mm -hmm. We have the capability to do it at home. Yeah, and most people now. and most people just prefer it that way. It's only like fucking weirdos like us that like the <laughs> the fucking religion of going to the cinema. It's like, most yeah. people are like, no, but I'm gonna stay. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, like, I can stay in my PJs. It's like people this. that own vinyl players. Same thing. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And and and, and that's a good point because obviously you don't have to go to a place to listen to vinyl. Yeah. But I think that in the future, it's going to be sort of like the same thing. Like going to the movies might be like even more so than it was before, like uh, this really special thing, you know, with like you maybe maybe it'll be like the old days where like people used to dress up, <laughs> like wear like a tuxedo. I would go dress really fancy. <laughs> I would go with my parents like every weekend and it was just our thing on Sundays, like. My parents would watch their movie. Me and my brother would watch our movie. And it was like just a, you know, like a little thing we did. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that in the summertime too. like do that. I did like a summer, a movie summer camp thing one year where it's just like Sick. every Saturday you went to the theater and they played like a kid's movie and stuff there yeah, for like Shark a month Tale. straight. Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly, it was in like that same Hell era yeah. as Shark Tale. I probably saw Shark Tale in the Working theaters. Working at the car that. wash, baby. Um, <laughs> but I think that another point to what you're talking about and cost, which I think we've mentioned on here before, is that none of us are married or have children uh, oh as of God, the yeah. time of recording. Who knows what will happen by outing. the time it's released. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's costing a family of five. That's like a hundred dollars if you're going to At see least. a new a new Marvel movie in IMAX. Like, dear God, like hold yeah. on to your wallets. This shit costs too much. I am Groot. Um, speaking of movies though, and watching movies, great segue, we've been watching some movies at home. Um, well, Hunter, you, you want to share some quick thoughts on Akira? Yeah. So quickly on Akira, um, I will say, uh, I think that movie theaters close up today or tomorrow, depending on whenever you're listening to this, probably they're already closed by the time you're listening to this. So it's too late to see Don't Akira. Don't risk theaters. your life. Well, uh, do it. If you have the means, if you are in a place that does not test positive. Well, actually, you know what? Movie theaters are closed anyway, so never a mind what AMC I'm even saying. Is still open. I don't know if this is playing at AMC. Uh, Maybe it, if it is, if you have a safe way to do it, I will say I do highly recommend seeing Akira in the movie theater. And I'm so happy that I went. Luckily, I was safe. There was, as I said, no one there. So I didn't have to worry about infection or anything like that. Um, I wore a mask the whole time while watching the movie, but I uh, think Akira is probably like it's critically probably the best anime movie ever made. Um, whenever you talk about not only the plot itself, but how groundbreaking it was for the genre. This was kind of a movie that it was a pretty big hit in Japan, but it also moved the medium forward where people realized oh, we can go dark with anime and people will come out and see it and people will like it. Also um, looks gorgeous. It looks incredible. Um, I saw it in theaters mostly. I have the Blu-ray of it, but it just got uh, released in 4K in the theaters. So 
seeing the restoration, it looks visually stunning. Honestly, visually stunning. Trademark. TM. Um, <laughs> but really, the biggest thing about seeing it in the theater was the sound. They fixed, they just tuned up the sound a little bit because this is a movie that can get really, really loud and then it can go deafeningly silent. Like, just absolutely cut out everything and then, like, there will just be silence for 10, 15, 20 seconds and you just do like a ding. And it is viscer viscerally affecting. Much like more noticeable is, in the theater. It's much more noticeable. Yeah. This is on Hulu. I will say, like I said, this is a very violent movie. It's also very uh, psychological and very cerebral. Um, the first time you watch this movie, I think that I also uh, was not in a sober state of mind. So I think I missed a lot of it because... There's a lot fucking going on yeah. here, and you would be fair in saying that you didn't really get it all on your first watch through, but it's still, it's absolutely incredible. Um, it's probably my number one or number two anime film ever, only behind End of Evangelion, but also Evangelion would not exist without Akira, so... Mm. Absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. I think that's on uh, Hulu right now. Yeah, last so. time I checked there was yeah. Yeah, Akira. That's what Hunter's been watching. Two quick things before we get to the draft that I've been watching. The Criterion channel has almost 30, I think it's 28 classic 70s horror movies up. Mm -hmm. And I really want to try to watch as many of them as possible before the end of the month. And I started off with Hungry Wives, uh, which was re-released hey, as I, uh, season. I see that every day I get home from work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> It's is that been, a joke? I don't know. <laughs> it's been re-released as Season of the Witch. Uh, is that also something you see every day? When hey, you get I see home? that every day when I uh, get home from work. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Got him. Not changing it at all. <laughs> it's a George A. Romero film. Yeah. The legend uh, of the Night of the Living Dead saga of films. Um, this one is not doesn't really feel like close to those movies um, in the sense that it's not really like gory or violent. Uh, it, it, it's not like visceral in that sense, but it does have a lot of that similar sort of kind of social commentary aspect of horror. Um, it touches on like themes of kind of female empowerment, specifically like women who are relegated to like a suburban housewife role. And especially in that era of like pre-internet, when if you were a housewife, you didn't have literally anything to do. Mm -hmm. You were just bored and you would just become a witch because you were that bored. You had nothing. You were like, okay, let me imagine? pace around. Let me <laughs> These days you're just like, you know, in, you know, Reddit's not doing it for me. I'm just going to become a witch. You know? If Fuck not it. for Reddit, millions of wives would be witches. And that's what I see when I get home from work. <laughs> Trademark. So, so this movie, it, it does kind of have like a little bit of a social statement about like, the role that women have and like how we should value them. Um, and even in, in that era um, of kind of women still being relegated to that sort of like lower, more like subservient role of, of the housewife of kind of saying like, Hey, this is bad. Like this is not something that we, these are people, these are human beings, but Romero still tries to have a little fun with it. Start. It still likes to keep it a little campy, a little weird. I wouldn't call it like, 
a phenomenal or a great movie or anything close to that. It's really short. It's like an hour and a half. Uh, good acting by the the main leads. Good performances. Good time to just kind of put on. Um, it doesn't get really that spooky, but it does have like some really creative camera moves. And it's like made with a really low, low budget. So it's really cool to see like how creative he gets with the editing and the camera and the sound design to create this kind of eerie ambiance without a big budget. Um, so, yeah, the budget for this film is ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, it's I. He is Romero is the fucking king of micro budget horror movies. Yeah, so I I recommend it if you just want to kind of want a, like a an easy like semi spooky little watch. Um, it was a good time. Next thing, I watched the classic Back to the Future because I'm trying to keep up with the um, the Blank Check podcast. They're doing Bobby Z, Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. So they just did a big old three hour boy on this classic. Great movie. Um, don't listen to that podcast. Bad podcast. The two friends, enemy of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, don't listen to any of the podcasts except this one. You know what's one. better than two friends? Three friends. Yeah, four frank- friends. Frankly, four. Yeah. yeah. Why, why stick to just two Sorry, idiots talking mm-hmm. about back to the future yeah when what did they uh do research Ooh, cool you know what? i think that i'm really surprised that disney hasn't sued their podcast yet for copyright infringement uh after stealing the rights to the hit movie blank check Mm -hmm. that we all love here but i i hadn't seen back to the future in a long time for some reason i had seen part two a couple years ago so that one's pretty fresh in my mind but i hadn't seen the original in a while so it felt pretty fresh uh, heavy incest energy. In yes. Oh yeah. oh yeah. It's really, it's really wild. Just how horny the mom like, is. It's, it's crazy like, that th- that's what the movie is about. Mm. Yeah. Because we have like, obviously like you're expecting that, like you see that as like a bit, like right when he goes to the past and you're like, yeah, that's funny. And, but then it just keeps happening. <laughs> um, one thing I will say is I was very happy to see that, um, David Sims on blank check, by the way, don't listen to it. Uh, I did for you. And I will synthesize now. Uh, I like that he agrees with me that I think Crispin Glover is really no good. Uh, generally, the character's good. It's a well-written character. He's just he plays it so aggressively creepy. Yeah, like not like normal. Like oh, I'm a little peeper. Like he plays it like a fucking creep. You don't want him to end up with any woman. You you want him to go yeah. to jail. Every scene you're like this fucker. Yeah. and it's because Crispin Glover is not very good. Yeah, it's like you want her to fuck her son because I, he's yeah. more he's cooler than the dad you want the incest to happen. <laughs> you want her to fuck I, yeah yeah you know what that's what i was gonna say you want her to fuck her son <laughs> i saw i watched all three of these fairly recently like within the last year and a half two years or so is this one your favorite or do you like part two? More? Hell yes, it's my favorite. Okay. No, I didn't know because a lot of people on the internet prefer part two. I think part two is like cooler. It's fun, but yeah. this is like but a pitch perfect screenplay. Yeah, it's it's like one of those screenplay. It's like one of those screenplays that like when you read a, a book about screenwriting, it's like on page 30, you have your act turn. Yeah. On page 75, you have your moment of change for your character like mm-hmm. it's like that's what they so say <laughs> <laughs> the moment of change <laughs> wait you gotta wait a long time for that it's page 75 <laughs> 
I know what you mean though. If because it follows all the beats that you would need from a traditional hero's journey. It's like clockwork, but it's also way out there, especially for the time period. Yeah. It was. It was. It's like extremely accessible sci-fi. Yeah. You know, it's not otherworldly, uh, but it does deal with like very complex uh, concepts. And it, I, I think I disagree with some of what they were saying on Blank Chat because like I don't give a shit if it yada yada is over some of that. Like it, it's better if it the, does exactly. Yeah, it, it needs to. I don't want a movie that goes into the logic of it. I would just watch like Tenet or whatever. The Tenet fuck. is it literally the entire movie is about the <laughs> yeah. logic. Every line of dialogue. Yeah, and also this is trying to be a massive blockbuster, so you're allowed to yada yada, especially if the internal logic of the movie makes its own sense. It doesn't need to make sense scientifically. It comes close enough. I love the movie. I love it so much. It's I love it's the first so two. good. I, I watched it on Netflix. I believe it's still on there. They might have taken it off. I don't know. It, it's one of those that you'll see it up and then you'll try to search for it. And then it's just gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was on Netflix along with Terrific uh, feeling. part two and three. Uh, I will say one other thing about the blank check pod. They did say that that year uh, Christopher Lloyd should have won the Oscar for best supporting actor. Totally agree. Why not? And um. The the thing is, is like watching this movie in a post Rick and Morty world and you see the dynamic between Doc and Marty. It's like, yeah. holy, very similar. Fuck. I mean, it's like they struck gold playing that up like you don't Rick and Morty has become its own thing in our generation. So you don't even think it's about like the it. same thing on steroids, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just have... like Morty is so aggressively worse. Than <laughs> Do you <want> to make... <laughs> and Doc, well, I guess Rick is such a huge asshole mm. in comparison yes he's like a terrible <laughs> i'll give each of you 1000 guesses to guess who won supporting actor oh they year. said it on blank check i don't remember it was some uh don michi for cocoon oh that's is right this is, michi yeah um <laughs> no 1985 is like a historically just like a fucking awful oscar year just anyways out of africa one which is made by sydney pollock who i love that movie uh fucking sucks it's very bad. The color purple was nominated for best picture that year. Um, You're currently taking you know, away time from your Oscar episode. Okay. Witness was point. nominated that year. Have you guys ever seen Witness? Oh, is that the, the, the Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford movie? movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This where is, he, like, this goes is where we have to be like, stuff. no, Hunter, of you. <laughs> I'm like, well, in well, fact, I have. guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. We're doing the Oscar episode now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick, quick bit about Christopher Lloyd, though. Uh, I didn't put it on the docket, but I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And that was his, like, first role yeah, ever. Mm -hmm. And my brain exploded when I saw him on screen. Right? I totally forgot. He's, he's a real ass actor. Yeah. Like he's very, very good. And he was great on the show Taxi. If you have it, look up little YouTube clips of him on the show Taxi, uh, which is, uh, you know, an incredibly underrated sitcom that no one really talks about from our generation. Anyway, we have to simply draft. Do we not? Do we do we want to take a quick break? Does anybody need a, a little bathroom break or anything? Or should we just jump into it? We can just do it. Like, no, let's just yeah. just claw me up. It's time to draft. <laughs> We're gonna do the Ooh. the old dice rooney. Well, first of all, we have to dip into the last draft. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. A few, a few notes on you can't you might imagine what I'm gonna say, Hunter. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> to recap. <laughs> Last week, we had Danny on for part one. Today is part yes. two so we of the 2000s album. So, draft. yeah, last week we drafted albums from 2000 to 2004. Uh, I, we put up a Twitter poll. I, I crunched the numbers on how many votes each of us actually got. 
in first place uh, was me with 18 votes. Wow, it's crazy that you announced yourself. Good like, job. That you, Thank you, you. It's that you wanted to be the uh, In third off. place uh, was Danny with 12 votes. And in fourth hey. place was Ernie with seven. Not bad. And uh, I don't think I'm leaving anyone out. Am <laughs> who, was, I? who was in second place? So I don't know who was actually in second place. Honey. The, the, all the results of this election are compromised now. I have no fucking clue. Ernie, what is Hunter is refusing to wait, give up I was power? In place? I was in third. Well, okay, wait, no. wait. Let's let's back. That's the thing is, you definitely get on. second now. Hold on, oh, okay. hold on, hold on. Oh, I no, see you, now. You, okay. you have uh, you won second place, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's backtrack so, a second. So as soon as the the poll went out, it was pretty even. After the first day. Danny took a sizable lead. Oh, nice. Like such a big lead that I thought he was going to run yeah, away with it. Yeah, you plugged it on your IG. It seemed like it worked pretty well. Of course, dude. Then I I took a little bit of a lead. Uh, my lovely girlfriend, Anna, who has more friends than me, uh, retweeted it, mm-hmm. um, which is a clean way of accumulating votes. I, that is, mm, that is I don't know about uh, that. Now I know where this is going. This is about the whole... Uh, <laughs> Hunter's bot account? Why <laughs> make a bot account? So Hunter made... Several so bot accounts. There is no proof that I directly made them. Here's the story. It so, was called Hunt Bot. So <laughs> I saw so, it in my notification. So here, here's the thing. So I hit up my friend Vlad. Um, Vlad, and I was like, here, Vladdy. Look, I, I know. I just opened Twitter and it's right there. Your contact Hunt Bot is on Twitter. <laughs> Hunter used his so, own email, I'm so, assuming, to make this bot account. So here, no, no. He, vote on the fucking poll. Here's the thing. So I hit up my friend Vladdy and I was like, hey, look. Buddy, uh, I know you guys have a lot going on with the election coming up again, trying to repeat 2016. But can you do me a solid and throw some bots my way to help me on this Twitter poll? And Vladi was like, I got you. (laughs) I thought he was going to come through more than just making uh, uh, making this account, this link directly to you. (laughs) I did not. I did. So I uh, this was a bit that I kept saying I was going to sick my bot army on here. Um. The bots didn't answer at first, so I decided to create the bots myself. Yeah, I did not hide anything about this. Wait, they are following just me, and they only liked my bot tweet. I, I can't comprehend so, but, this. But the thing that, because you made these recently, obviously, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, like two days ago. But the thing is, did you, like, stop halfway or something? <laughs> like, I feel like if you're going to go no, for it, no, you might as well just I take started, a W. I started to do ended. it. No, I started to do it, and then I was like... Ah, nah, it's just not worth it. I, like I was like, I need to work. I no, was doing this my, while I my was working. Is, I realized that Drew had a big lead, and I was like, exactly. My theory is that because Hunter was in last with like eight hours to go, <laughs> and if he had taken first place, I would have raised hell. No, I. So I did. <laughs> I did hop ahead of Ernest by like one percent or two percent or something, and then I brought out the bots. Yeah. So he knows that if he had, if he had <laughs> just taken a last that. second we big to, we lead, need confirmation that's literally here. what elections look like in like Russia or like Democratic <laughs> Republic of the Congo. Or look, Hunt. shout out to girlfriend of the pod, Gaia, who helped me out with this idea for, uh, <laughs> for bringing uh, the election. She's complicit. I thought you said uh, Vlad helped you. Uh, well, she she helped me uh, do some of the setups and everything. Um, I did make a Hotmail email account, and I do regret that now. So I do take it all back. Hunter's doctors are giving conflicting reports. We don't know when he last tested negative. Yeah, Hunter is putting us all at risk of COVID at this point. I can't I can't confirm or deny anything. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. My world is spinning. So, so on oh, the man, new- just wait. I'm going to make like 100 bots for this next vote. 
on the new Twitter poll, Hunter's going to start out with like negative 100 votes <laughs> and he's going to have to work his way back He's 100% going to log on those bot accounts and vote for himself. Look, like, okay, Look, if guys, you guys want, here, I, I, will I will deactivate the bot accounts right in front of you. If that will make you feel better. <laughs> it will. Okay, look, see, so here, here, this I'm, is, this I'm is good on podcasting. Huntbot. I'm going to Why settings. Why did you name it Huntbot? <laughs> who cares? This is a made up game anyways. I don't care. Well, then why do you care enough to make podcasts? I don't do much at my job. I have a lot of free time. Yeah, literally, like, it doesn't even matter. I just, like, made some bot look, accounts. Look, okay, it's deactivated. It's deactivated. I'm putting in my password now. Reactivating tomorrow? <laughs> DeSantis better not find out what emails or computers you use to make these accounts. Is he going to shut down my, uh, am I just going to get banned from Twitter? I'm, there's, yeah. there's worse people on Twitter. I feel like I'm way down the totem pole to get actually banned. Well, they don't ban any of like the Nazis though. Like okay. this is the type of person they would actually <laughs> Yeah, ban. they'll like boost your posts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your your bots are actually probably going to have a mind of their own. So it's a good thing that you deactivated what if, them. What if the bots just get a blue check? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you made a bunch of bots that were like uh, black women for Trump. And then the the avatar picture is just like a stock it's photo a stock of a black photo. lady. Like you can just <laughs> see. It says like Jetty images yeah, on it. You can see the watermark on it. <laughs> Didn't even pay. Okay. And the, and the location stamp is like Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so second place isn't bad. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks. I made it. Um, <laughs> so that was part one, 2000, 2004. Today we're getting into part two, 2005 to 2009. So please be sure to check out our Twitter account at we bought a mic um, for the Twitter poll. Yeah. As we, you can tell, it was lit. So we, we have uh, mildly switched up the categories for this episode to reflect what music was more like in the later two, the later aughts, as they're called by people like me. Um, so now instead of the uh, heavy slash punk genre, that has become heavy slash punk slash emo. And now there are two wild card categories so we can get a little bit more diverse with our picks mm -hmm. uh, instead of just the one wild card. I think that's that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, also, we should say that we're gonna re-pick the order okay yes then let's do that so right we got to do the dice please not first pick please not first pick i don't want it um while i while i roll any thoughts on the um the new bot account that i'm gonna make it's gonna be hunt bot 2 no i was i was gonna say like before we actually roll like not do you, hunter bot do you guys want to give some thoughts on like how music changed in this second half yeah we we i mean we witnessed kind of like the birth of modern indie music um and that's a lot of the stuff that i think we're all going to be clamoring to get and uh you know hip-hop took a, a leap forward into the into the lexicon of popular music. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, what was started by people like Jay-Z and Kanye in the early 2000s was blown insanely out of proportion. By Which would come to define the 2010s. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the 2010s. Like it, it, that's the beauty of like looking back at music in these decades that we delineate our time is like you can see the seeds for the next decade being planted. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's mm -hmm. so fascinating. Yeah, and we'd love to see it. Um, you've been shaking that die for like 10 minutes <laughs> right. now, Ernie. It's here we go. I'm rolling first. I got a five. Okay. Oh, that's, that's looking pretty good. That's pretty good. good. I like that. Hunter, another five. A five. <laughs> Please just great. Danny, a oh, four. Thank God. I'll okay. go first. 
Wait, no. No. That means I go last. You got the go lowest. Last. Oh, absolutely. Well, then you guys so, well, go. No, because it'll determine who has EAA. Yeah, yeah, so Hunter and I got to re-roll. One. Hunter got a one. So I am probably uh, going. Because I got a and four. And I got a two. So, so Okay, so I'll go you, Ernest, then me, Hunter, then yeah, Danny, third, then Drew. Clockwise okay. around the table. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. I, I like where I'm at. So I get first pick, boys. Oh, yeah. What a shitty place to be. So this is. I'm yeah, with a snake draft. Yeah. I did not envy you last time, but yeah. I got to, you know, I got to think here because here's the thing. You're going to have a little time before it comes back around to you. We don't want this to be the sequel problem where we just pick the follow up albums of everybody that we picked last week, mm-hmm. you know, because that's boring. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep things fresh. We want to keep things lit. And I, I need to think like, do I value do you all value me do you do you are you going to steal things from out of under me oh I'm gonna fuck yeah. you over here because totally, you wanna you can have back if that's what you're going for yeah I'm through with standing in line the clubs I'll never get in there you go um, so I have to protect my own interests mm-hmm. right like you're, I, you're not gonna pick again for seven picks exactly so I need to be like look all bets are off. Who are you fucking right now? You're going to, you're going to, no, I, I want to protect myself. No, I don't want to get I think gutted. I know what he's going for. I don't want to get gutted. I know. I, I, if I have a feeling for what Ernest is going to go you got to you know, you know because be. there's things that I'll be happy with losing. <laughs> and one of those, I won't be. And Both. that's LCD sound system, sound, sound of silver. silver. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I was number I was one. Pick. I almost didn't even write it down because I knew it would get taken yeah. really early. For electronic dance. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, this is a word I'm going to be saying a lot tonight. Banger. Oh. <laughs> Fucking banger of an album. Every song. Yeah. Driving, forceful, turbulent in the best sense to allude to one of the songs. And uh, it just it just drives you to dance and move and groove. It is perfection. Thank you, James Murphy, for this masterpiece. What a fucking banger of an album. I mean, it's so good. I remember being at Bonnaroo 2016, like for their, what was it, their reunion tour. And I remember being around like like Joey and a couple of our friends and like we were, they were doing all my friends. And I remember, oh, I, yes. I remember I was like feeling it. I was just, I was like soil off the soylent. And glorious. Was, yeah. And I was just crying with all yeah. my friends, you know, like Hunter and I saw them at, at Atlanta. Yeah. And it was the same moment. It was for just that song. all like just holding each other, just jumping up and down for that. Where I, uh, friends yeah, we saw, so I saw good. them at Bonnaroo and at a uh, shaky knees that year. And, uh, all my friends was incredible. Someone great seeing that live, uh, just makes me like cry. It just makes me tear up while they're playing that live. I mean, us versus them is just a fucking banger of a song. Someone great. New York, I love you, but mm. you're bringing classic. me down. Just fucking classic. Incredible. Just incredible. This album, dude. It's yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Great album. Good good pick. Ahead good of pick. His time. Hunter? Good pick. Very you pick. So I'm uh, stuck between two albums, um, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and take the... the uh, 
I believe it is their second album. Oh, no, they this is their fourth album. Really their breakthrough, though. Mm. Wolfgang Amadeus. Fuck, you're the worst. I was going to pick that now. Yeah, how does it feel? Oh, <laughs> you're the how's worst. How does it feel, you little fucking oh bitch? Oh, my God. Yeah, how does it feel, you little fucking bitch boy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? Oh, fuck, mm, yeah. This album holds up. Uh, no, I listened to this album a couple days ago. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this album is perfect. Doesn't it hold up, man? And uh, wow. I'm putting this in my pop category, by I'm, the way. I want to. Uh, because this album is interesting. insanely okay. poppy. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so poppy. It went on, like, not only to influence a lot of indie rock music and where that went, but it's crazy how much, like, the guitars and the drums you can hear on what made pop rock, like, of the 2010s and beyond. Uh, I mean, with stuff like with stuff like Lissomania and 1901, like this is just the sound of that time. Not to mention, I mean, Fences, Love Like a Sunset, Part One, Part Two, Lasso, Rome, Armistice, The Closer. I really love Girlfriend. Girlfriend is another really good countdown. It's this album is just absolutely perfect in every way. Yeah, I really, really love it every way. I'm so mad you got it. You're (laughs) such a rat. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to I want to say that tonight I think more than last week there's more gold to go around this time like the 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 lists I think are a little bit heftier but I think there's going to be a little bit more anger. Mm-hmm. I think that there there is just a higher probability of all of us ending up with really good stuff. Mm-hmm. But because it's so packed it's just going to it's just going to hurt a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, more. well this is I mean for us just as the podcasters this was the era that like most defined my taste in music going forward of this course. is the time that middle school and high school middle school going into high school and that kind of is still the same type of music that i listen to today mm-hmm. danny, danny you're next draft danny's, danny's recalibrating oh no i mean danny's the thing is shambles. i wanted i wanted to pick wolfgang for indie really bad so now i'm gonna have to shift over to alternative rock okay I will be doing Favorite Worst Nightmare by Arctic Monkeys. You! Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nope. We can work with that. I knew. Well, that was, I knew it wasn't going to come back to me if I did that. But yes, I, that's I a had pick. to. I mean, arguably, I think it's their best work. Yes. It's, it's just, it's 505 will always give you goosebumps. Like that song in itself is just phenomenal. I mean, this whole album really, I remember. I mean, Teddy Picker, Brian Storm, mm-hmm. Fluorescent Adolescent. Oh, my gosh. I can't like it's it's such a good like rock album, yeah. you know, and even though it kind of dabbles into like the indie almost, you know, you it it deserves respect in both genres. Well, it's very moody. This yeah. album, Like it's very, very like this is the sound that they're trying. Like, I mean, not quite as like rock style but i feel like this is my favorite type of uh sound and i wish that they had this sound going forward more in their later work i agree with you i think this is my favorite arctic monkeys album for sure which category again i'm putting alternative rock that's right all right i'm i'm happy with this my favorite album of uh this period is still on the board and it is actually whatever people say and that's what i'm not by arctic monkeys okay uh is that your pick yeah yeah straight up it's my rock pick um took the world by storm uh, put them on the map. They obviously, Arting Monkeys were ahead of their time in myriad ways. Um, Alex Turner was uh, in one zillion ways. Uh, they utilized MySpace to promote their album. They That's were one so of the first funny. bands to ever do that. And the result was they had the biggest debut release of all time at the time, beating bands like the Beatles. 
um they they just absolutely exploded with this album and it's because every single song is is so supremely listenable it's packed with so much like raw fucking energy uh and yet the polish of alex turner's riffs when the man had learned to play guitar like four years before this album came out like four, three or four years he learned guitar when he was like 16 and yet his riffs are so unbelievably perfect like there, nothing is overcomplicated about anything arctic monkeys does it's all just right uh they're an incredible band this is a phenomenal album mm-hmm. i i would have actually put this in the punk category if i would have drafted it just mm-hmm. because it does it have sort of punky. that yeah that raw sort of like uncaged feel to it oh absolutely you know i'm just being I mean, i'm just saving that for something more emo oh, that's okay. I, that can go for both of their first two albums are very punky i mean d is for uh dangerous on uh favorite worst nightmare is also just like a straight up brit punk song like mm-hmm. they have just i miss this sound of arctic monkeys like so so much yeah if i know your your favorite album your both of y'all's favorite album is suck it and see right but i i think i might actually put this one over it I, this really? one okay. is that good. Yeah. yeah I mean, they have three perfect albums in my opinion. Yeah. I think the closer certain romance, like that's one of the most mm-hmm. beautiful songs I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, it's unique. The, you know, what puts this album a certain so, level. So over the top for me is uh, if you go on YouTube, you can watch them playing this entire album front to back in 2006 at, um, it was a reading festival reading i've yeah. seen that it's reading yeah yes. it's a great yeah. video shit reading in leeds right yeah shit no i i think <laughs> is it reading the the brits like to say reading yeah that's why i said it i'm pretty red. sure yeah the brits oh, say it's, it. we're, it's we're red fil- like reading we're, we're filthy americans so mm. we like to flub Scumbags. it man two arctic monkeys albums in the first round you got him man this they, is, they exploded I mean, on this two, they are like two the biggest rock band like him, he took the stroke second overall and i was so pissed yeah this is, I mean, and I'm doing the same thing. I didn't realize game. the game. I'm until, taking, I'm until ta- last week. my game is I'm taking my favorite shit off of the board. And so I have another pick here and I'm going to take. Don't, don't, don't do this. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Um, I'm going to take what I think is my second favorite album of this era, which is in rainbows. You, you have to be kidding mother me. Motherfucker. <laughs> Dude. I'm- oh. You guys oh. had to know that in Rainbows is going to be gone by the second it's, round. Like I can't do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the podcast. I'm gonna. Rec- I'm gonna. It's funny because all oh, of us oops. are taking indie right now, like because we know that's what's going to be gone. The recording's fucked up. I, I guess we have to start over. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, going shit. on my alternative. Let's re-roll. Indie. <laughs> and and one and go. Um. So yeah, this is my alternative indie pick. This album was a grower, not a shower. For I, me. Hate, I wasn't super. I hate you right now. Thank you. I don't care. I wasn't super. Cognizant. I was gonna pick it if he didn't. Right now, <laughs> I wasn't super aware of this album when it came out. However, I have listened to this album more than probably almost any other album over the last like six years of my life. Uh, it's it's flawless front to back. It's my personal favorite Radiohead album, even though like Kid A is a better album. Mm. This one speaks to me the most musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it still has some extremely powerful emotional punch to it, including like the song Nude, which by the way was supposed to be on Kid A. I believe they they had had that song. Oh, yeah, that sound around is definitely. Yeah, they had sound. they had had that song around for years and years, and they finally found the perfect spot for it. They like tweak the production to make it fit in so well on this album. Uh, Weird Fishes is one of Perfect my ten, yeah. one of my ten favorite songs ever. Yeah, um, I could listen to that any time of day and it'll get me uh, pumped up, but also sad. <laughs> but also sad. That's this whole album. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. it's it, it's incredible. It, the the sound of Fifteen Step is like 
it's almost like this sort of beautiful kind Latin of like, Spanish sort of mm-hmm. beat to it that has those Radiohead like sadness well, feels. It is crazy how like dancey this album is with how much it plays with time signatures. Like there's so many songs on this album that switch between five, four to four, four to five back to five, four. And then now we're back in three, four like that do that all the time. Yeah. And it still makes it very danceable throughout. It never becomes kind of, weird mathy yeah it's anyway. it's an album that if you told me about it i wouldn't think that i would love it and yet it's just so incredibly right when you listen to it front to back it's it's perfect and uh i got two of my favorite album covers ever as well with these two picks i mm-hmm. love they're they're both just like timelessly great album covers uh so we're back to danny who's definitely not reeling and definitely not <laughs> scowling at me right now i mean two that i really wanted <laughs> i didn't realize it would be gone this early it's brutal already. That was the first round right there. See, Fucking gutted. I'm right now. I'm looking at something. It's like, am, is this is this worth losing right now? Before you make your pick, I just want to shout out. There's a video on YouTube. You were, you just shouted out Arctic Monkeys. There's a video of Radiohead doing in rainbows in like one of those studio Live, sessions. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. That's, it's literally like one of the best videos you can watch on YouTube. The Tom York dancing is beautiful in that. It's like, it's not even dancing. It's just like his movement, like the way he like contorts his body and his face while he's singing. It's like unreal. Yeah. Fucking unreal. From the basement. Oh. In rainbows. It's just it's crazy good. Danny, you, you got it. Ernie vamped for you. <laughs> I'll keep vamping. House of Cards videotape. Don't don't vamp for anyone. We I'm, vamp for no one. I'm just so mad you took. <laughs> I'm so mad you took Wolfgang and in rainbows. Uh-huh, from me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had God. no. I had really just. It was kind of like a Sound of Silver for me, where I was like, somebody's gonna go on that album higher than I am willing mm-hmm. to go on it, and that's okay with me. You gotta make a pick, bro. All right. Um, dun, 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 dun. The pick is in. <laughs> the pick is in. With the sixth pick of the 2020 uh, late aughts album draft. <laughs> late aughts. Danny selects. I'm I'm gonna do graduation by Kanye West. Yeah, I okay. knew you would. So I was in between oh. in rainbows and graduation. Straight oh, up, man. Okay, I, I I had to pick it early. It's not even the one I like the most out of this list, but I think you won't touch the rest. Most of them, at least. Hip hop wise, this is your hip. This is pick. my hip hop pick. It's it's. I mean, it's it like a monumental it's, work. It's the it's it's the end of the trilogy of the whole you know college dropout you know yeah. late registration. But I mean the album it. It's just, I remember throwing it on for the first time and it starts off with Good Morning. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a good. It's huge, man. It's massive. I think I Wonder's on this album, right? Yep. Yeah. I Wonder. It's the run of the first like five songs or something. It's like one Stronger, after another. Stronger, like, Champion. Oh, we're still going? We're still going? Life, oh my God. Can't Tell Me Nothing. Flashing Lights is another really good yeah, one. Yeah, Flashing Lights is. It was great. like. It's it's hard to qualify it as like just hip hop because it also has like so many like different pop and electronic. It could, I was gonna it. say you can put it in pop or electronic. It's yeah. one of those albums that can go in a variety of different categories. Yeah, that was that was the, that's the legacy of the album more than anything is the giant 
public feud between Kanye and 50 Cent about like who would sell more albums bulletproof or graduation. And then the, like the media turned it into like old hip hop versus like the new wave. This was when Kanye had the hater blockers. Yeah. Like, it was just such a massive thing. And Kanye, his album sales just destroyed bulletproof. It <laughs> yeah, wasn't even course. close. Of course it was. Yeah. Because yeah. this is the future. Like it, it changed music. I had to pick it. I'm sorry. It's a good pick. It's a great pick. I honestly, I expected you to make this pick, you know, yeah. That makes it's, sense. it's a good pick for you. I'm Hunter, happy for you. Hunter. Thank you. I'm happy with it. Oh, man. So I was worried that you guys would take one of the albums here, but I still have my top two available next. Now I got to choose between one of them. I know that Ernest will take one of these, um, if not anybody else. I know, exactly, I know exactly what I'm you're going talking. to. I'm deciding on what category I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. I'm stressed out. <laughs> 21st um, century breakdown. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you knew it. Yeah, you called it. Put it in um, electronic. I'm going to put it in electronic. I'm going to take Demon Days yeah. by Gorillaz. Motherfucker. Um, yeah, I mean, this album is just utter perfection. I had this uh, because I didn't do enough research uh, before we started doing the last album draft. And I had this as my number one uh, electronic album. And then I realized that this album came out in 2005. So it wasn't eligible in the last draft. Glad that I got in the second round here. Um, you're going for I, electronic. For right? electronic. Um, that was the this album is another I was one. Willing to part with. It can be pop. It can be hip hop. Like there's so much. It can just be like straight up a rock album because there's so much of that in here with everything from Kids with Guns, uh, Last Living Soul, Dirty Harry, Feel Good Inc., El Manana, Every Planet We Reach is Dead, November Has Come. I, it's just so good. Dare, like everything about this album is just like perfect. It's so good. It holds up so well. The production of this album, like it could come out today and it would still be a number one charting album. Like it's so, so perfect. It's, it's what we were talking about last week with gorillas. It's timeless. Yeah, it really is timeless. They hit on something so special. mm Mm-hmm. As Dunky would say, it's a masterpiece. All alone. alone. So now, Ernie, two picks. I got two picks, bitch. I give know, me, give I me know, a clock. Give me a clock. I need a clock. I know. For this shit I know. Right I know one of the albums you're taking. So, again, like I just said, I got to protect my assets here it's, because they will be stolen from me. You know, I can't get too comfortable in these parts. So I got to go with alternative. Mm-hmm. It's I know. And I got to go with oracular spectacular yeah. MGMT. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Good pick. Another banger yeah. of a fucking album. This perfection. It felt like the new age of like psychedelia. Like yeah. this was like the Hell beginning yeah. of it. Yeah. It was also very important uh, in merging like more electronic oriented indie music with pop, which mm-hmm. is what, you yeah, know, they went is. big with, with kids and with electric feel, you know, they, they, the they wish time. they hadn't, they didn't, they <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't want to, <laughs> but, but well, they, they proved that on their next album. They were like, this is the sound that we want is really weird, mm. but they fit in the context of this album. They don't mm. feel like the outlier singles, you know, obviously you do have like more interesting tracks, like uh, fourth dimensional, and, uh, you know, all these other kind of more weird tracks. But this album just feels so, again, like I've been saying, like they just hit on something so unique and so perfect. That's kind of a, a common theme with the with the picks I'm trying to get here is like the most specific creative sound that wouldn't work for any other group. Mm-hmm. They nailed it here. And congratulations is great. 
I fucking love congratulations too. Mm -hmm. But this one is special to me because you just have a band who was operating at full potential, who managed to do something that was like commercially successful and still push the boundaries of what was sort of customary slash accessible for rock music in this era. Mm -hmm. It's it's a legendary album. Yep. Mm -hmm. Great pick. Great pick. Oracular Spectacular. Another one. We all know what it is. Do we? Is it? I actually don't know. You can go in a couple different ways. I I think it's in the indie category. I'm looking at two different categories that I think that I know what you would. Is it in the indie category? Well, no, no, no. Hold on, because we 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 didn't split. We didn't split the category, did we? No. So we're doing heavy punk, emo, pop, alternative indie, right? Exactly. I thought it was alternative and then also indie rock. No. No. They're not two wild cards. There's two wild cards. Oh shit. What, so where do you want to put whatever you put there? Did you put something there yet? I put Arctic well, Monkeys. Well, you have, you have two. You have two wild cards though. So okay, you yeah, can do. It's kind of the same. So we can do whatever with it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it exactly. changes things. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so there's there's an album I could pick here that I would be really really happy with, but it'll cause a ruckus. <laughs> do I want to cause a ruckus? Cause right a ruckus. Now? Do it. And I don't know if I want to. Fuck you it, know? dude. Send nah, it. Do you remember yeah. you got six picks until it comes back to you again? It might be gone. It could. It could. You don't know what I'm gonna do over here. You gotta go for what everybody I'm going else straight wants from to the pick. gut. That's what you have to do. Because have- I, I feel really comfortable about a couple of my other picks that I, I I feel very confident no one else is gonna is gonna get. So I wanna I wanna make sure I, you know, I keep room open for those. So I am going to maybe make Hunter a little bit upset here. Okay. Oh, and I'm going to no. go with Rock, uh-huh. Foo Fighters, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Okay. That's, you know what? I can take that. I, that is, that's a great pick. I do. I fucking love that out. Al- that's the best Foo Fighters album, hands down. Whoa. It's the best. I think that it might be the best thing that Dave Grohl has ever worked on. Including that's some insane of this other stuff. That's just my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not talking about the best, because of course, going back to Nirvana and stuff like that. But I remember vividly discovering this album on an airplane. Um, I'll never forget like the time that I first heard uh, the Pretender on an airplane. I was like, "Oh, is this my Amazing favorite song. band ever made?" Like, Le- this is- legendary video too. Oh my God! The watch is talking. <laughs> the to bots us. are coming again. I can't. I can't. Guys, oh, please, to vote please for your help Twitter me. Poll? Oh my please watch! My watch accidentally made a bunch of bot accounts. This <laughs> this album isn't just a heavy rock album. It also gets very like slow, acoustic, a little bit sentimental. I don't know if I would call it the number one Foo Fighters album because I do think that Wasting Light. You could make a, a, an argument for that. You could make an argument for. Uh, the color and the shape as well. I was going to say the early stuff is very good. Yeah, the early stuff. Yeah. But this one stands out as something really, really different than the discography. As a complete whole, I think it's it's got it's one that you can listen to through. Yes, it's mm-hmm. tight. It's short because they did put out some albums that were a little bit too bloated yes, around this 100%. era. That's why mm-hmm. I think that this is my favorite whole album yeah. that they've ever done. And it, like I just said, it just ventures out into like these more like slower down tempo sort of tracks and i think it really really works dave Grohl puts a lot of heart into some of these songs and you can tell that 
there's just soul in it. Yeah. And and well, I mean, when like songs like But Honestly, like that's just yeah. like just straight up a ballad. Like I that's love, not I love the buildup in Let It Die. Yeah. Oh my God. When that shit finally hits, it's just like you're just fucking rocking. But they do like, also there's also songs on here that are very like more classically kind of down the middle dad rock like long road to ruin that's just like kind of the yep. dad rock radio song but it's the best possible version a race replace is another yeah. really good one it's a great album i love foo fighters dave Grohl has my heart it's my favorite concert of all time foo fighters the lala show the the secret show was a thousand it? person venue oh god it was amazing so jealous four hours did they None. play they must have played pretender did they play anything oh, they else off of your they played that they played let it die in its entirety like it was beautiful we're back to hunter man i did not think that was gonna make it all the way to the third round mm -hmm. on me um <sighs> Well, now I'm worried because now I'm looking at the two of you and I'm wondering what you guys will take and if I should change my big board and what I have. But you know what? I'm not going to. I'm going to take albums that I think are my favorite. I think that this is not only the best emo album of this era. I think this is one of the greatest oh. emo pop punk albums ever made. I'm taking a fever. You can't sweat out by Panic of Disco. Mm -hmm. Great um, pick. Phenomenal I album. This album is perfect. Like it is just like there is not a single skippable track in this album. Like it is so, so fucking good. They are. I mean, if you look at my chemical romance and panic at the disco, they're kind of two sides of the same coin for what went on to influence the next 15, 20 years plus of what this emo pop punk genre would be. MCR representing the more heavy side and panic, uh, kind of, being the more poppy side. This album is just so, so fucking good. Of course you have the lying is the most fun a girl can have. And, um, only difference. Yeah. I mean, you have the big ones on here. Uh, but I just think my favorite, one of my like top 15 songs ever is Bill God. Then we'll talk. Mm -hmm. That song is absolutely perfect. Nails for breakfast tax for lunch. Like, Everything about this, I love just the little intermission, like kind of interlude that this album has in between part one and part two. Time it's to so dance good. is another good one. Time to dance is just a fucking banger. But it's better if you do. It's it's perfect. Perfect in every way. Never Absolutely forget love this. in the bus in middle school, having the bus driver play I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, and everybody singing along to it. Mm-hmm. So, Every person in that's the bus. That's awesome. That's you can still dope. play it and people will sing it now. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying a bunch of fucking middle schoolers, the energy, the angst. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they just have no idea that there's what they're singing about. Can yeah. <laughs> you chime in with a haven't you people ever heard of? Oh, <laughs> goddamn door. <laughs> yeah. Great. So pick. loving that. Danny, you're Danny. up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Is right. We're making great time on this, by the I way. I think I think I'm gonna have to jump in early. Talking talking the mic. I yes. think I'm gonna have to jump in <laughs> early on this whole emo pick, since you took the goat here. Mm -hmm. I think Hunter wants mm -hmm. a claw. Oh, can you, you want uh, a claw? Can you claw me okay. up? You, I'm, I'm gonna My stall back. for you I, by taking a claw from you. I'm gonna be taking Riot by Paramore. Cool. Great pick. Great pick. That's a great I one. was wondering if this was going to get drafted, and I'm glad it did. Yeah, I was doubting it. <laughs> it is. It 
it I don't think it's exactly my favorite emo album, but I think this was just a universally accepted everybody could get into it amazing album. Haley Williams fucking rocked the it. The queen. Yeah. Where where are you putting it in? I'm putting it under emo. Cool. Um yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you took this album. I had it on my list uh, for possibly one of my wild card spots because this album is just absolutely perfect. I really, really love this album. And I'm glad that uh, we drafted an album with a woman. <laughs> with a woman. <laughs> because uh, uh, Gaia did throw some shade at us on our last album draft because of uh, lack of... Uh, females yeah. on there who would have guessed that a bunch of like seven-year-old boys would only like boy music <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> this is a great album though it regardless is. that's what you get misery business everybody like, dude that song is still on the radio today yeah just crush 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 is still on there sometimes no, for a pessimist i'm pretty optimistic like yes that song is that's i think that's my favorite one it's, it's such a good like I just felt like it was such a universally accepted, like everybody could listen to it. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to be an emo kid. You didn't have to be the popular kid at school. You could listen to it, whoever the fuck you were. And there is like still like kind of there's songs for where because I still like some other Paramore albums. But I think this is the best because it does have like certain songs for where Paramore went more into like when it rains, which is a really, really beautiful song that kind of goes away from that punky emo sound mm -hmm. a little bit but it's perfect just being like right there right in the middle of the album where it is drew you got two picks no um i was making a gamble by not taking this last time uh and my favorite hip-hop album is still on the board which is late registration um just like unbelievably good he he studied more the work of like avant-garde uh experimental like pianist type music like aphex twin type stuff uh before he made this and yet it's still so incredibly poppy that I could stick it in pop if I wanted to. We're dealing with like touch this guy and yeah. gold digger after all. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that, though. Well, where are we at? <laughs> Let me do that. This is my pop album. Yeah, no, this absolutely works as the pop yeah. album. Um, Late registration. Yeah, this is just a massively popular album. Uh, it's it's a wildly good follow up. Um, it kind of gets buried because the cultural impact of graduation is so huge, which is why I would have taken graduation last uh, round, even though I like this album better. Uh, I, I, the skits again, it's, it's rare that skits add to an album. And with Kanye's first two albums, his skits genuinely did contribute to the atmosphere of the album. Mm -hmm. They didn't bug me. I can still listen through all of them. Uh, we have a bunch of massive hits. We have like drive slow on here, but also this, there's a lot of sentimentality on this album, mm -hmm. uh, especially compared to college dropout, which has like its own amount, but we have like roses, which is an incredibly uh, emotional song uh, like diamonds from Sierra Leone's a great song. Hey mama, very, very heartfelt song that like, it's another one, like almost like in rainbows where if you told me about it, I'd be like, ugh, ugh, cheesy, but it's really not. Like, it's really just like a very sweet, heartfelt song to his mom who uh, died a few years later. Yeah. No, I, I actually I might be more of a hotter take, but I, actually, I think that this is my favorite pre 2010 album by Kanye. Like, I like this more than College Dropout. Yeah, it's it's just it's a, it's a killer fucking it's album. It's like a little bit more schizophrenic with its sound because we have songs like roses and stuff like that. We also have crack music, which is just like straight up old school rap. So it's not yeah. like the, maybe it might not be like the most cohesive thing in the world, but I think that the skits are really important in this album for almost adding like 
chapter one, chapter two. So yeah. it gives it more time to breathe. So it doesn't feel so out of left. Field. Um, another thing that contributes to that is the features are insane on this mm-hmm. fucking album. They're fucking, they're just out of this world. Uh, starting with heard him say about Adam Levine, which again, mm-hmm. you tell me about it. I'm like, shut up. The song works on every single level. It's so it's his voice is so smooth on a hip hop song. It did, it did set a trend for Adam Levine, like <laughs> kind of abandoning what would, made maroon five yeah, good i think adam levine wanted to be famous more than he wanted to be good at music um that's fair. so we get but then we get lupe fiasco we get jamie fox mm-hmm. uh slaying on fucking gold digger uh one of that hold on that song that's a fucking amazing song. that yeah that, that's that is an immortal song that will live on forever. that music video was an awakening for me i won't tell you what, yeah. what kind of awakening but <laughs> that ass <laughs> yeah um i mean paul wall glc common the game brandy's on here jay-z of course Nas is on here like can't fucking cameron's on here mm-hmm. the, this they he got all the classics he harkens back he's like i'm not just future forward uh and this is a largely analog album it's a little bit less electronic obviously graduation would come and it would change everything about what we think about kanye but this is just such a perfect little album i love it yeah. Um, and I have another one. Hell wait, yeah, you wait, do. it's the halfway point. Do you guys want to do a little uh recap? Okay, recap real quick. Um, wait, yeah, we're at the halfway point, right? Oh, no, 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 four, no, never mind. It's four, after you were in yeah, so Ernest. never mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. okay, okay, I did okay, bad math, bad math by me. Maybe it's because of, you got too many bots going on. No, I think it's just maybe your bots I'm are doing so, your math. Like, for I you. have <laughs> only made three picks, but I have the quality of four picks already on my side, so I'm feeling okay. good. What's your next pick? This is one where I really just want to every every pick when you you have such a gap between your picks is a bit of a gamble but i really just want vampire weekend self-titled album yep that album just pick. it I'm bangs hard i yep. made it this far to be honest yep. <laughs> it's one of I my i had to take it if it was there just it's one still. of i'd say one of my top five favorite debut albums ever by any act it's it's so fully fleshed out their sound it's playful it's fun but it also has things to say um without being insanely pretentious it's very self-aware of its own uh of its own annoyingness i guess you could say it's a lot like like early like noah bombach movies it reminds me of like kicking and screaming where it's like he knows he's annoying and but he just is he's like yeah this is just what i am like i mean i'm in on it when a punk plays in the opening credits of step brothers it feels like a noah bombach film (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I always say this about Step Brothers. I'm like, you could just slide this right in between Squid and the Whale and Marriage Story. It just fits it's, in perfect. And I last year I said the Father of the Bride was my favorite album of theirs. Probably no, I, it's this one. I'm, well, no, no, no. This is another podcast. This is a whole we fought a mic. Well, listen though. In retrospect, I still love Father of the Bride, but this album is so tight. Like it's really hard to beat because I appreciate the hell out of a tight album. And this just goes, it gets you and gets you out. Every song is short and yet every song is great. Like I will listen to every song, even the ones that people don't like so much, like Blake's got a new face or whatever. I yeah, love great that song. song. I love Blake's every got a new campus face. is another banger. Look, so I'll say Walcott, I, they still close with mm-hmm. like, I can't, da-da-da. I can't believe that nobody drafted Contra on our 2010s album list. And now I'm like kind of looking at it and listening through Contra and I'm like, fuck. God, all of their great albums album. are so Con- fucking it is yeah, really good. great, but this this album this just is, yeah, it, it hits so, so differently for me. I that was in a draft though. Yeah, well, yeah, Bryn, it's Oxford comma Mansard Roof oh, is another every really good song. One. You just look at every song title and you're like, oh, it's all on the one. It's all bangers. <laughs> it's all it's all right here, man, yeah. and it flows really well. Like it's very very meticulously put together. 
the sounds are so well crafted. I I just like I'm still just as in love with this yep. as I was back what, then. What what uh category are you putting this in? Um let's say um let's say rock. No, you already have oh. Arctic Monkeys. Oh, you know, you're right. Um, and I have alternative indie taken. So guess what? This is my wild, wild card. card one. All right. Yeah. I will say, Great I mean, pick. it wasn't gonna make it back to you because I would have taken it with the one. Yeah, this picks. is just such yeah, an impeccable uh, album. Yeah. You Good really pick. can't beat Good it. Pick. All right, Danny, you're next. So I feel like I'm very different when I, when it comes to drafting these because you guys are very like genre bending when it comes to your picks. Go mm -hmm. for it. Like you'll be like you'll be like oh you know it kind of does qualify <laughs> as pop and you know well, I'm not about that lifestyle. I'm you I'm know who I like in football Taysom Hill. <laughs> you can put that fucker Look, anywhere. He's a gadget player. <laughs> yeah, you put that I'm a big bitch, wide receiver, Shefsky tight player. end, quarterback, yeah. <laughs> fucking fullback. He does everything. Yeah, yeah, and guess what? He's not that great at any of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack but Drew Brees trades. fucking loves him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you're going with another down the middle, down the middle pop, mm -hmm. the fame, Lady yeah, Gaga. Baby. No, yeah, that's. Oh, I mean, this no. is the pop, I'm, the poppiest pop album that you can. I'm devastated. So goddamn good. You got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> she, I, you had to know I, I was going to take it. It think, was all on Danny. If he I was going to take it, I think not. she's the queen of pop in the late 2000s. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not the fame monster. The fame. Okay. Wait, hold on. The fame monster. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> no, no, the, the fame, fame. The fame. The, the fame, fame is the fame, one with all fame. the hits. The fame. The fame. Uh, except for like Bad the Romance. Fame. I'm talking about the fame. Yeah, but Bad Romance is a fucking banger. Bad Romance is probably talking the best one. But the fame. You still a Bad Romance. I had to double check. Well. It's the fame. Hunter, I have a feeling you might know what Ernie wants. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Huh. So I could really bone <laughs> Ernie here. Yeah. Smoke them while you can. The, the fame rocks, man. Like, oh, yeah, it, yeah. like it was high on my list. It's yeah, yeah. I, I, I have it on my list in pop albums. If I didn't, if I wasn't able to smudge Wolfgang one of, to pop, you know, my favorite song on this album that doesn't get quite enough credit is Paparazzi. Yes, oh, yes, incredible song. Uh, the the verses are are not I'm my favorite, but that that chorus slays. Till you love me. Yeah, it's like a uh, stand, basically. Yeah, yeah. For, Ernest, for astrology girls. Ernest, do you want to, do you want to tell your story about seeing Lady Gaga live yeah, and the yeah, person who <laughs> ran you first, over? My first uh, uh, music festival, Lollapalooza 2010. Had no idea what the hell I was getting myself into, but I was like, "What the hell? Let's go see Lady Gaga." It was my first experience as a little 15 year old lad. That packed close together to other human beings, which seems like such a foreign concept now in the COVID era. Yeah. My mind was absolutely blown. I had no idea what the hell was going She's on. She's the queen, man. It was unbelievable. Aside Never from forget. Beyonce. But I think she dominated this era. Mm -hmm. Like the late 2000s was all Lady Gaga. She just played the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Remember? She, uh, the big hop where she just jumped into nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah. I mean, I had to choose it. I'm, I, I'm trying to stay true to the genre and not too much genre bending. And that's why I had to choose. That's why I chose no strings attached first overall. I was like, I need to get pop settled quick. But, but even this could qualify as electronic dance too. Agreed. But we all know what I'm choosing for electronic. That's okay. right. Jamiroquai. Yeah. <laughs> No, there there is some pretty lights coming up here. I can already tell that's coming. If in the you future. pick pretty lights, I'm leaving. I'm smelling. I'm it. leaving. I can smell oh, it already. Sometimes it's not even this album. <laughs> All right, so we're down to two. So I have a 50-50 shot of getting it. Mm. Um, Lady Gaga, though. Yeah, 
Yeah. She picked up on the seeds of Madonna, mm-hmm. which yes. Madonna, like her own queen in her own right. Yeah. But what Lady Gaga did, everybody was trying to replicate to like a tenth of the success in the following years. Mm-hmm. Nobody did it as well as she did. Um, and I think it's it's because of her, but it's also, you know, obviously she has an amazing voice, but the production on some on most on everything all of these she songs, does, everything she does, mm-hmm. it's the production is always heavy. She doesn't half-ass anything. It's impeccable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She whole asses everything. Hunter. Oh no. So now I'm at a spot where I could really, I know it will make probably both you, Drew, and Ernest mad. It will make especially Ernest mad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want to do this or if I want to go with an album that I have higher on my list that is not this album. Um, vamp for me a little bit. You don't get vamping, Hunter. I don't get vamping. Oh, everyone, Danny got vamping. I don't get vamping. I had a very difficult decision. He took two of the so, albums I you know wanted what? really bad. I might be, I might be nice to you, Ernest. Oh, I might good. take an album that I have higher on my list. It's going in my hip hop genre. It is actually my favorite hip hop album of this of this era aside over any Kanye album. I know what it is. And that is Man on the Moon by Kid Cudi. Yeah, totally. Um, of course. Had to be. It's a great pick. This album is like so goddamn influential for my taste in music. I, I mean, this album came out in 2009. So it was right whenever I was going into high school. Um, mm-hmm. It's just this album is just a fucking banger. Speaking of. Lady Gaga, uh, Poker Face is on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, make her say. Make her say. Yeah. yeah. Poker Face. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, everything about this album is so cool. The storytelling kind of behind it, the use of Ratatat uh, and their production behind all Pursuit the songs on this. Right? Was, uh, well, I mean, Ratatat stuff is all over here because it's also. Um, oh, it's, it's more than just one song. I didn't know that. Uh, I think My World. He only like Ratatat only has feature ha, only has like a feature credit on Pursuit of Happiness. And he helped produce, yeah, alive too. Um, but he helped produce, yeah, I know several songs on the album. But this is just so so fucking good. Simple Solo as. Dolo, uh, My World, Day and Night is still a song that plays in clubs. Um, of course, Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. If you're gonna tell me. You didn't wake and bake and play up and up, up and away. You're a liar. <laughs> what you I, were not a pothead a in this era. Happened. You definitely um, smoked weed and listened it. to the song in the morning. No, or, I instead we call it Soylent. Before I before I uh, smoked uh, Soylent weed, yet uh, I would wake <laughs> up and liquid. listen to soundtrack to my life and be sad for the whole. No, day. No, that's what I did. Was I listened to soundtrack life and I'm soundtrack to my life. And I was just like, man, yeah, I got 99 problems and they're all bitches. I'm going to school on yeah. the bus and I'm 14. I was like, like I, I legit like there's a lot of emo music that like made people people feel seen and me, myself included. But that song, I was like, no, no, no. I've got some issues that nobody I, can see. So, and all these emotions are pouring out of me. The, one of the first times I ever met you, Drew, this is a talking back to our uh, school times was it was me, you and Sammy just like put on this album and we just played soundtrack to my life. And all three of us knew every word to the song. And I was like, Sick. I feel I feel like I'm not alone in this world. Yeah, anymore. we were we were like 14. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I this album. It also like I just wish that Cuddy would have kept this sound forever because it is now more and more hip hop is bringing in these kind of psychedelic sounds into the music and everything. But 
in 2009, this was pretty groundbreaking. Of course, like Kanye really made pop and hip hop and electronic come together, but not really psychedelic electronic. And this kind of it, it makes sense that they would end up coming together on uh, um, like 10 years later with uh, Kitsy Ghost. But I, I absolutely love this album. Um, a great fucking. Yeah. Album. Yeah. I mean, it, it just makes it like they are the ultimate perfect marriage between two people because Kid Cudi kind of got a little bit too into his head. That's why I this is easily the best thing that he has ever done his debut because it was before he got super aware of himself and too many drugs and too many drugs <laughs> before they all pre um, comedy bang bang. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one season. <laughs> and then they're like, you're too fucked up for an improv show. You're, we can't do this. Have you seen the video of him dancing to MGMT at Coachella? It's every Cuddy. Yeah, Cuddy. Oh, Cuddy's on stage and he's drunk as balls, probably on other drugs, too. But, or Soylent, I guess. And he... We can say drugs if it's about other people. Okay. <laughs> we don't do them. Also, we could just say that we were on drugs, too. Because but no now one I've cares. found Christ. That's true. If any of us ever... I found Tom Cruise. Find God. Tom Christ. Tom I found Christ. Dianetics. And now uh, I've actually never done a drug. <laughs> All right. I got two picks here. Well, you got one pick do and then one, we're doing the recap. And then yes. let's do a little I gotta bit get the of other a recap and a, possibly a break. Okay. So we'll do, well, I'll do my pick. I'll do my pick and then we'll break. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll do my recap after the break. Danny, Danny was just trying to gauge how long you're going to talk. If, well, no, I was going to get the fizzies. <laughs> yeah. I got to hear the pick. We'll first do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll it. do that after the break. We'll do that after the break. Okay. okay. What's so I'm, we're getting to the point now where I got to fill some categories here. But, you know, on this round, we also got two wild cards. So I, it also gives me some flexibility. Lots of flexibility. Yeah. 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 Um, Danny did take Lady Gaga for me though, so I am a little bit upset about that. But I think right now I I'm just gonna go ahead and lock in my hip hop. Do it. And this is an album that isn't strictly hip hop. It's also pop, and you could call it dance. Maybe. Oh, I know who this is. This is SoldierBoyTellHim.com by (laughs) SoldierBoy. This is also kind of an R and B album. You know he streams RuneScape now. He's yeah. RuneScape and Among Us right Soulja now. Soulja Boy is so... I, like, yeah. I love him so much. He's funny as He's fuck. He's so stupid. So go ahead. Sorry, Which Soulja Boy album are you taking? <laughs> my pick it's is Beyonce's B-P. B-Day. Yeah. Oh. B-Day is... Uh, that was on my list. If I... For some reason, somebody took uh, Kid Cudi. So That's... I'm going to admit, I was not listening to Beyonce's B-Day when I was 15. <gasps> But after the fact. But in recent years, and especially within the last couple weeks... I have realized that this is a perfect album. Oh, yeah. This is 100%. an absolute fucking banger <laughs> of an album. Every song, guys. <laughs> like, this is one of those albums where, like, you know, like, Irreplaceable is, like, the song from it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, like, every song doesn't sound like that song. Like, yeah. that's the easiest going, slowest song on the album. Every other one is just a I always thought because Irreplaceable, I I believe, was the second single off of it. And it obviously took off like a fucking, you know, like a fucking tornado. But I always thought that Deja Vu was a really great lead single that kind of just got buried by Irreplaceable. Jay-Z brings it. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. doesn't bring it anymore (laughs) at all. But in 06, he fucking brought it. Not on that. He's still trying to impress Beyonce in 06. Not only in that song, but on Upgrade You. Upgrade You is a great fucking song. Kitty Cat. 
with the Pharrell Williams beat. Kitty, bro, <laughs> motherfucker is good. Good yeah. shit. It is. This is my. This was my favorite album until Lemonade came out. Like this was my favorite Beyonce album. Lemonade Freak is the dress. only one that ever. <laughs> this is just fucking incredible. Green light. I love Ernest being super into this he, album. He sounds kind of like uh, Tom from Parks and Rec, where he's like, mm-hmm. every song on my iPod is a banger. Yeah. Get your freakum dress on. And I can't wait to. I can't wait to your last pick, where you're like, I guess I'll take. I guess I'll take this album. Like it's okay. And you say that it's not a banger. There, there's some albums that. Uh, I mean, we only have eight picks like mm-hmm. there's there's someone going to be left out. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted Beyonce to get drafted. And I know that Halo single ladies is like maybe the more popular choice. Yeah. But as a whole, this, this is album is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And she has production on like every single song. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's unbelievable. It's it's an incredible achievement. We're, we're blessed to have this woman. Beyonce, where are you? We're in the middle of a pandemic with social justice uh, fucking <laughs> protests happening. Wh- where, where are you? So I will say. The Lion King? I am. <laughs> I knew that this album would get drafted because if not, I would have used one of my wild card spots in this album. But I knew it would get drafted. But I'm surprised that in the pop category, you didn't go with monkey business, to be honest. I really thought that you were going to go high on Black Eyed Peas. Well, there's really another Black Eyed Peas album. An, I, I know there's yeah, the there's end. the end. <laughs> yeah. the, Do you end have that boom boom the, pal? Check my style. Um, so that's right, we, it. We're gonna take a break and then we'll do the recap. Okay, all right, we'll be right back. We're back. We're cracking open another cold one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's recap round. Uh, or I guess rounds one through four. Yeah. yeah. So you so can start since you, you were the can first start. pick, Ernie. Who you got? I went ahead and did uh, MGMT, Oracular Spectacular. Well, let, let me start with my first pick. LCD Sound System, Sound of Silver. Mm-hmm. Then MGMT, Oracular Spectacular. Mm. Name your genres for... Oh, yeah. So LCD went in an electronic dance. MGMT went in all indie. Then I went Foo Fighters, Echo Silence, Patience and Grace for rock. And then right before the break, I went ahead and drafted Beyonce's B-Day in hip hop. Mm. Hunter? Um, So in pop, I fucked around, got Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. Um, Fucking rat. Second pick, how did it make it back to me? I got Demon Days by Gorillaz. Uh, third pick, it's still there in the third round. I write Sins Not Tragedies in my heavy punk emo category. Fever, you can't sweat out? Yes, a fever, a fever you can't, can't sweat, sweat out. out. I did write down. doesn't even like it, yes, man. I, know, dude. I don't know. So transparent. I'll be honest. I just like the hits. <laughs> what a beautiful um, <laughs> wedding. What a beautiful <laughs> wedding. Because the bridesmaid too. In the fourth pick, I got the genre defining in my personal favorite hip hop album of this era. And that is Man on the Moon, volume one by the Kid Cudi mm-hmm. in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jamie. the lime, the lime. White Claw still holds up. I like the. It's Lime actually White Claw. not bad. Yeah, yeah it sounds it's disgusting, but it's good. It's fine. It's probably my least favorite White Claw, to be honest. 
We should do a whole episode devoted to ranking White Claws. Draft. No, no, no. White What's Claws? Draft seltzers. Claws? Seltzers draft. in general? All right, d- draft flavors of seltzers. You know PBR that's the, is, that's the first came out Patreon. with a seltzer? Really? Everyone that, is. <laughs> Jesus if we If we want everyone our pod to get picked up by Barstool, then we'll, we'll do this fucking podcast. <laughs> this is almost a Barstool pod. Welcome back to Apparently, the uh, uh, Women Are Objects pod. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the Lincoln Project. <laughs> I gotta give it to them though. Some of their shit's pretty funny. Have you seen their like pizza reviews? I don't know. I like their I'm pizza not. reviews. Um, <laughs> um, what are your picks? So first wait. round. Oh, you, you oh no no, no no wait no sorry I thought that, I thought we did the recap we got uh, off track there. So my first overall pick was favorite worst nightmare by the Arctic Monkeys. Great pick. Uh, what ne- a great album. Next I had I think I had graduation by Kanye West. Then I had. Riot by Paramore awesome. for heavy emo punk. Mm-hmm. For pop, I had The Fame by Lady Gaga. A steal in the fourth round, if you ask I me. I gotta admit, Danny, yeah. I, I'm liking your list more than I liked your last one already. Like, th- these are all things that I could have taken yep. very easily. Like, these are great. Um, great picks. Fortunately. I don't think you can say that about the rest of my picks, though. <laughs> Probably not. He wants um, to take a ride on his disco stick. <laughs> on your disco stick, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I I am really really happy with mine though because I did get f- like four of my top seven albums of this uh, period, which is I can't say it for the last time. Well, you I got, only picked four times, so that's pretty good. For, yeah, exactly. My first my first pick, I got whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not by Arctic Monkeys. Sort of an underrated, like super emo sounding album title. Mm-hmm. Like you know, could like, have been emo. Really moody album title, but yeah. the album itself is like super punky. Um, if that's in my rock category, then I come right back at you with In Rainbows in my alternative indie category. Hate you for that? Um, that was the risk because I, I was really hoping late registration would come back to me, and it did. Uh, and then I also came right back on that same turn with Vampire Weekend's self-titled debut, which slays, which is in my wildcard category. So quickly, what... Al- what categories Fuck. do we still have left? You just pull as on your Drew, computer. As Drew just How is much? breaking his oh, wait, Mac no, right now. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Never mind. You're it's all. Gonna, it's all just on your his, body. His yeah. Mac I'm just is gonna be wet and smelly. Right now. <laughs> I'm gonna smell as it. Always. What categories do you have left to draft? Me. Just to let the listeners know, all of us. Um, I've got two wild cards: pop and heavy punk slash emo. Okay. I have two wild cards: rock. Wait, how is that possible? Um, because oh wait no that's not right yeah um, you can't have no 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 that is right that is right I picked alt indie hip hop rock and electronic yeah so we I should have, each have four left so I have I have two wild cards okay, pop I have three left something's fucked up here what did you do <laughs> what happened so here? I did I did hip hop heavy emo pop and alternative oh, slash indie rock yeah and there are four left so what's left for me electronic dance two wild cards and rock oh there's one just rock yes yeah. Same oh, as last time. that changes um, everything. <laughs> okay. All right. So a total have, of eight categories. I have two wild cards, rock and alt slash indie. Um, I only have one wild card and then I still have hip hop, punky mo heavy and electronic dance. Yeah. So I have electronic rock and two wild cards. And left. we are now at Ernie with the first pick of the fifth round. Here we go, boys. You've had time. You better be ready with it. I, you know. I've been we gave thinking, you the ultimate vamp. We took a break for an hour and a half for you to look <laughs> over your list. I've been thinking, like, do I want to get something that is that is near and dear to me, or something that is quote unquote the big pick? Well, take you know what take the say. one that go, you're going go to be that's heart. close to you, because I did think about taking it just to hurt your feelings. So, like I mentioned all the way at the beginning, I could pick 
the follow-up of the album that I drafted last week. But I think that's a boring, that's a boring choice. Fuck it, dude. This dude, is a new make, age. Play Do whatever your heart. Yeah, I, I, your heart. I don't want to, I don't want to be redundant. I don't want to just have the follow-up album of the one I picked last oh week. God. I want to switch it up. Make it make. I mean, do what you want. So I'm going to go for a wild card mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick Them Crooked Vultures oh, wow. self-titled. Whoa, nice. Them that Vultures. was not what I thought you were going to go with there. I like it. I this like the pick. Is a super group album. Yeah, isn't this the yeah. Foo Fighters and it's Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl um, Josh, Josh Homme, and John Paul Jones, yeah. the bassist Dave, of Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah, um, banger of a fucking one album. Of, one of like a very mm-hmm. rare, successful. Not not like necessarily commercially, but just like the music of it is really good, and it's a super group. I album. mean, it's most it's, super groups like suck, right? But it's it's crazy that like Grohl and and Homme had worked before on Queens of the Stone Age. Like Grohl was drumming on I think he drummed an entire album of Queens of the Stone Age. I yeah, he, he definitely did the drums on No One Knows, which are maybe my like top five drums on a song ever, in my opinion. So they were like, what the hell? Let's make a whole album together. And hey, it turns out every fucking song is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, my, my my banger here is Mind Eraser, No Chaser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that the one that has the uh, the Dave Grohl backing vocals on it. Yeah. And so you chorus. actually get to hear him on it. Uh, it does have a better voice than Josh Homme. The big the big song off of this one is New Fang. Did you listen to this when you were in this era? Yes. I when did. I when I met yes. these guys, this was yeah. the big album we were all spinning. Wow. Shout out to Dane, donor and friend of the pod. <laughs> he was kind of the reason why I even gave this album a shot. I'm pretty sure. He was like, "Hey, you should check this he out." He was like, "It's the guy from Foo Fighters and Nirvana, and the guy from Queens of the Stone yeah. Age." And I'm so glad I did. It is phenomenal. Like every single song on here feels like just kind of this old school heavy rock feel to it yeah. guitars bass and drums no sort of synthetic synthesizers or anything like that it should have gotten more reputation they should have done a follow-up but yeah. it was just a one and done which i respect yeah. because it lives in this sort of glass case eternal and it, it rocks it's I, perfect i remember the reason i found out about this was actually a few years ago i was at the house of blues buying a beer and some random dude and I were talking about music and he's like, have you heard of them crooked vultures? And I'm like, no. So shout out to that guy, whatever his <laughs> name is, that he's the reason he that plugged I, them crooked yeah. vultures to you. Dude, just, I'm talking, maybe I talked to him for a minute or two and he's just like, yo, check out them crooked vultures. And you know what? Shout out to that guy. Shout out to Josh Homme. Who God, you I just want to, I just want <laughs> another would ever tell you album that. that sounds like them crooked vultures. Like, I, mean, I just this, want them to kind come of, together again. This kind of rock is dead. It is. Like, nobody makes well, that's this why I sound want, I want to hear this, like, them try and do this in 2020 and it's hear like, what it sounds like. Have you heard Anti-Mask? No. Mm-hmm. It's like the what dudes from uh, Mars Volta and Flea from... From uh, is, it, is it named wow. after? So like, when I when I look up anti mask on Google, you want to guess what <laughs> pops up? No, anti mask is A N T E M A S Q E. Oh, okay. anti mask. Yeah. Well, that means <laughs> listeners. Go ahead and describe yeah. what pops up when you Google it the wrong it way. It is a photo of Rudy Giuliani <laughs> <laughs> coughing on Fox News. Cool. Yeah, it's another one of those super group things that I felt like should have taken off a little more. Yeah, but anyway, sorry for interrupting, but yes, great album. Damn Crooked Vultures, that's my pick. pick. Banger. Um, Hunter. I I have a feeling of what Hunter's going to pick, and I could have picked it, but I'm willing to let it go. You know what? 
I might surprise you guys here. I have a couple of albums that I'm looking through here on my list, and they don't necessarily all line in with uh, the categories that I have. But look, here's the thing. Danny has two picks before it gets back to me. And why tell you what my album is going to be? Oh, my I God. Show oh, my God. He's, no, wearing, he's no. taking off the shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's taking off his second shirt to show us his belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a so system of pick a either one. Pick either Way one. Out. I mean, he's taking Mesmerize, right? I am taking Mesmerize. Um, it is not only the best system of down album you. ever. I, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> this is Hunter's like, new why thing. Is he he does. so sweaty. Hunter does this all the time now. His new thing is shirt. My <laughs> AC is like I, pretty good. I have no idea. I'm sweating under here. Yeah. Luckily, the shirt is black, so you can't see underneath. Um, you can the, smell it. This album slaps. <laughs> this like, is this is the best system of a down album. Um, it is. It's not their longest album. In fact, it is actually their shortest album at only 36 minutes, but it is the tightest thing that they have ever done. It's the perfect mix of Surge and uh, Darren together, like of their mix. They pretty much go 50-50 on this and Hypnotize, but this just is an absolute banger. Of course, you have BYOB, which is the greatest single that they ever put out. It is miles better than Chop Suey. My opinion. cock is much bigger than yours. Yeah, let's talk about Cigarro is just a fucking banger. My cock can walk right through the door. I There was an extended period of time where in eighth grade, me and Dane, a uh, friend at the pod, would just walk around just saying, my cock is much bigger than yours <laughs> at just like people. Um so this album As is you do. very important to me. Yet again, Hunter um, Mobley canceled. <laughs> My shit stinks much better. This cocaine makes me feel like I'm on this song. Excuse me. This soylent makes me feel like I'm on this song. Um, fucking incredible. Violent pornography. Sad statue. Old and then school Hollywood. Old school Hollywood. The synth line in that song is so fucking good. The like shit, it's, yeah. The whole this album like rips hard. It's so it's radio perfect video, in every way. Another. This is actually like in my top three albums of the decade. But I thought that I could snag it later, and I'm so happy that it came to me in now the fifth round. It's it's so BYOB is a really good song to put on a jukebox if you're ever at, and I'm not like if you're at like a pool bar or whatever. Yeah, well, we go to sports sound i put that on every time it's yeah. metal it's, everyone loves it i mean this is like it's so out, fucking off the wall and yet the chorus is so mainstream yeah <laughs> like it's so catchy and that there's that's a lot of this album that's really. a lot of there's i mean lot of radio hooks. video is just like pretty much the chorus and stuff of it is just like kind of a hook like a heavier song but it would still like that hook would just come on all the time in any kind of just like local heart, like rock pop radio station mm -hmm. lost um, in Hollywood. The closer of this album, it's kind of poetic that that is the last song that system of a down will ever put out because it's just kind of like a slow ballad that never really gets super heavy or anything. And it's just like, you should have never gone to Hollywood. And the fact that that's like the last line that will, we will ever hear from the band system of a down is it's really sad, but it is beautiful in its own way. What I just, category? Uh, I'm going to put it in rock. Um, mesmerize. Right. It is. I, I love this. So we're back to Daniel. I'm going to echo right, right off of you here. I'm going, hypnotize. I'm going hypnotize. Yeah. No, I. that's. that's <laughs> See, the thing is, 
I I knew that you were gonna take one, so I was like, I'm taking the other. <laughs> I love I love both of them equally. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> they're both phenomenal albums. They came out like a year apart too, mm-hmm. right? No, they came out the same year. Are you going? They were rock originally too? going to be released as a double album, oh, wow. and they decided to split them up because there is a little bit of a different sound between two of them. But they they were all recorded at the same time. Yeah, I'm putting this under rock, and so I mean. Honestly, I love this album. I would say Justice. I think I think there's more standouts when it comes to um, Mesmerize. But with Hypnotize, I like I think the fluidity of it. Mm-hmm. It's just every song I I love a, like a lot. So Kill Rock and Roll, which is literally I think yeah. it's about it's about the guitarist running over a dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the biggest asshole. <laughs> when I killed Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll was the dog. He named it after Rock and Roll, I guess. And I mean, vicinity of obscenity, banana terracotta pie. If you I, can find a band dude, that can fuck? sing about banana terracotta pie and make it a banger, they're in the hall Talk of fame. Talk about that, <laughs> that like almost daft punky and like modern disco funk beat that boom, ding, boom, wham it, boom, 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 wham it. It's, it's so good. Holy Mountains is like a top five system of a down song. She's like heroin is yes. another attack is one of the best leading songs off a rock album. It's just like it's you're so fucking good. ready to lift the world when you <laughs> listen to that song. I mean, I, I love this album so much. It's I, I wasn't disappointed. I knew I was looking and I was like, which one do I like more? And then I came to a conclusion like last night about to go to bed and I was like, you know, Whichever one Hunter it, takes, it's, I'm okay taking the other. It's funny I'm, because I almost had the same strategy coming in. And then I was like, I don't know. Drew's kind of a dick. He might like try and fuck me here and just take, <laughs> take I, a system I, of a I play album. independent of you. Hey, you maybe, I don't think of you ever, Hunter. No. Maybe maybe the dick is the That's one your who problem. made You're the, the Bill bots. O'Brien of the podcast over here of drafting. <laughs> I don't think about my opponents like Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the game. I pen. only trade for uh, players who I'm playing against that week. <laughs> yeah, I just I just love how this album can just go from like the soft, mellow, like out of nowhere, completely different sound mm-hmm. into like this fucking hype. Like, yeah, crazy. and that's the thing on both of these because I mean this is a double album, so it almost feels like it. Yeah, you're not going to go wrong with either of the picks here, but I don't know another band that can go from soft to like full on hardcore like blast beat metal back and forth without it being just an attack on your senses like System of a Down can. I I they rock. I, I got to give a shout out to my dude Eric Gutierrez who burned this for me. From LimeWire and nice. gave it to me at school with literally a random empty disc that just said hypnotize system of a down and Sharpie. So shout out to my dude, Eric. A lot of the it. stuff that we're talking about tonight ended up on burned CDs. 100%. Oh yeah. One thousand percent. A lot of mixed CDs. A lot of, yeah, that was, those were the days, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Drew. You got two picks. Speaking of, I'm I'm giddy right now because for my hip hop, I get the Carter three. I this was the most I was Drew gonna pick on the list. I was, was gonna be Carter so three. mad if no one chose this because <laughs> this is hip hop of yeah, this era. It is Lil Wayne. It's really funny because like especially as whites, you you want to take like a <laughs> stupid ass fucking like scholarly approach to learning about hip hop. So you're in middle school when this comes out. If you're me, 
everything in you is saying that this is like an unbelievably good album. And then you like, you know, you're at like the advent of like annoying internet culture saying like, Oh, cool. you like, this is so stupid. Lil Wayne's so stupid. And then years later, uh, every single rapper that came like within like 10 years after this album points directly to this album as the reason that they rap. <laughs> Like this is the album that spawned a million albums. The influence of Lil Wayne cannot be understated. He has a couple of mixtapes that really could have been drafted here. The, no the, ceilings. The, no ceilings. The Drought Three. The Drought Two. Really, like they're just some of the best mixtapes of all time. He put out in this time frame. He just like the amount of work he did during these five years is like kind of unparalleled. He was just putting shit out nonstop, uh, and this is the album that has like hits on hits on hits while still being really, really solid. Um, if you're going to tell me you didn't know all the words to a Millie and you sang it, you didn't sing it to your friends, you're a liar. Another a thing. In there, I'm a young guy. And tried to work on your Lil Wayne impression yeah. constantly and never that quite got it down. Another thing about a Millie is you could release that beat today and there's really nothing you would change about it. Um, Cause it's experimental as fuck. Like it's, it's just like repeating one uh, vocal sample over and over and then crazy low end bass which is all that like half of what music is right now. It's just like crazy low end and then like minimalistic high end um, really changed the game. Then you have more like mainstream accessible stuff like got money is on here. Phone home was a really fun one to rap along with lollipop. Uh, uh, lollipop is obviously the biggest hit from it. Mm. Um, honestly, it's one of my less favorite songs on the whole album. Did he play the guitar on that? No, that's, there's no guitar on that. You're thinking, Are you of, thinking like, about let it rock. He's thinking about prom queen. Oh yeah, Queen. <laughs> this no, he yeah he went he tried to go rock after this album. This is just a very straightforward like hip hoppy poppy album. Um, another all time jukebox song I put on every time I can is Mrs. Officer. Mm -hmm. It's just because another thing with jukeboxes is like you want to pick a long song because you are waiting your fucking turn. You know, it's it's long. It's one of the smoothest hip hop songs I've ever heard in my life. It just goes and goes. Really, really simple, real like instrumentation. Uh, this this album is just absolutely fucking lovely, and if you don't get it, that's fine because your favorite rapper gets it. There you go. There that's you what go. I'll say. Oh, that's <laughs> a hard hitting one right there. You got another pick. I left I left it all on the dance on the floor there. Um, there's an album that. I can't believe hasn't been picked yet. Well, Same here. There's I, mean, a, I can't draft it. There's three left on my list. That I'm like, we're now in the sixth round in this album. Is still here. Well, the thing is, there are two albums it's, here. It's going to get to the point where like, I'm afraid that this album just might not get picked. I doubt it. Well, there. no, I'm stuck in between two albums that I could have taken like really, really early if I wanted to. I don't want to give you a hint, but um, I'm very don't, surprised don't, it's not taken. Don't. I'm, no, it's okay yeah. because I, I'm happy with either one. I'm going to take the one that meant the most to me when it was released, which is Welcome to the Black Parade. There we go. OK, um, this is out of because like there are two like very popular rock opera, quote unquote, albums that came out around the same time. This is an American Idiot. This one has aged a lot better. I thought you were about to say 21st Century. Oh, yeah, no, this album is aged. <laughs> if you're comparing the two of these, then yes. Yeah. And it's I mean, and I think the reason is because what? it's not coming from a punk band who's trying to retool, bands. retool into rock opera. It's coming from an emo band that is very like familiar with being in touch with their emotions in their music. This was them trying to get into arena rock. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's arena Big. rock. This is another album where really the live album plays into my pick here because it's one of the best live albums ever made. Yep. The black parade is dead. 
Uh, it is it's just unbelievable. I, it's one of like my top 10. If I could go back and see this in concert front oh. to back, it just would have been the best. I I they were going to tour. They were going to tour oh. and then fucking COVID happened. The fucking yeah. reunion. Yeah. Um, the fucking comeback. And there's oh. a re- it's it's iconic. It's another both of these picks are also it's two, classic, two more all time album cover picks for me. Like they're, they're so so yeah. good. They the Carter Three's album cover is so killer, and then this one rocks. Yeah, it's him. It's him as a baby, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, dead being on Guitar yeah. Hero Two. Yeah. Iconic yeah. for our generation. Guitar Hero. Guitar Heroes Two and Three. Guitar Heroes Two and Three gave me, I'd say, like forty percent of my taste in music. Same here. I would play Dead on repeat, just like all night long for hours. Shout out to because it was the only way I could hear this. Guitar Hero. I didn't. I wasn't computer savvy. Neither was my family, so I didn't know how to like find songs online yet. (laughs) So literally, the only way I could hear this and like Reptilia is is like just by playing it over and over on Guitar Hero. If if I wanted to hear the song, I had to play it. Shout out to Nate, friend of the pod who had Guitar Hero always on in his house after school, no matter what, yeah. without fail. I So another similar to that was I remember um, like staying up late, like after 10 o'clock and going to MTV2 because they would play the darker music videos and watching the teenagers music video to hear it. Yeah. They scared yes. the shit out Incredible. Like whenever I was like 12. Yeah. And just- yet, and it also does have an arc, you know, it's about, it's about uh, Gerard Way's friend dying of cancer. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotion packed into it. Famous Ma- Last Words, I think, might be my favorite song on the album. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, there's there's some unsung heroes on this album. House of Wolves is just a, a front to back. Like it, it's almost punky and just how propulsive the rhythm is. Uh, it's just Mama. un like because uh, their their album that you picked on her. What's the name of it? The Three Cheers. Three Cheers. Yeah. That's an incredible album yeah. as well. Um, I like that one. Uh, a lot of people do the one thing that is like markedly a million times better on this album is the drumming. Um, and that's what I responded to very strongly. I like listening to this album as a very young drummer. The drumming is, is utter perfection on this well, album. So I will say, I think that you are kind of right. That is, I do think it's a little bit better. It's definitely better mixed because they have more money going into yeah. making this album. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. The mixing it's is like, mixed. you can't compare it. The, the raw energy of the first one is, is yeah. like the advantage it has. Exactly. It just, it comes in so, so hot. Yeah. Um, but this is, it's one of, I guess it's one of the only front to back narrative serious rock albums that also I think doesn't lose fun. Like it's still just fun to listen to, which a lot of music that tries to get bogged down in serious narrative gets so fucking boring. Like it's just like, okay, get over yourself, brother. Like, but th- this is just a great, great, great album. Uh, changed my shit all the way up. Also a very funny album uh, that my dad got into out of nowhere. I was like, huh? He saw them on like Letterman and he was like, wow, rock is alive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he got into this and then he got into like Eminem. What a wild time. I was for like, Leonard. Leonard, yeah, Leonard. Shout out to off. Leonard. Go the fuck off. But yeah, I, that's, that's, a, that's a bonding experience, though. No, it was. He MCR, had the CD, bro. Because mm-hmm. like he didn't have my parents didn't have a ton of CDs, but my dad had this one. And it was just every time I got in the car, I put it on. It's just for me and my killer. dad. It was it was Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But MCR is like a step in a direction. Yeah, that you wouldn't yeah, think yeah. a dad would go. It's in. just Gerard's voice is so incredibly because of the mixing in this album. You can kind of hear it a little. You, it gets a little more love from the mix, uh, and it's it's so elastic and and emotional and yet in control. It's it's a very rare rock voice to me. Like it's yeah. that's why I picked him as my front man when we did the rock supergroup thing. The the guy's special. 
And this is, he would, I'm sure he would agree his, his crown achievement. Yeah. When I was Good a young thing. boy, my father took me into the city mm -hmm. to see a marching, marching band. band. Imagine a, a landscape where that is on like pop radio. Mm -hmm. We will never go back. We'll never be in that world again. He yeah. said, son, when you grow up, will you be the savior of the podcast? <laughs> the pop culture and the damn. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you got a pick. There's one that I cannot believe that between you and Ernest, you have not taken. No, I know. Here. I'm not picking it. I'm just like shocked that it's still there at this late. I, I, there's a couple actually. I'm looking at my list and it's like there's not there's enough one room. I just like I associate with the two of I, you. I see I just it. Can't. I see it and I just can't. It doesn't mean as much to me as some other albums. Just, just wow. So what's your okay. pick? What's your pick here? Everybody knows what I'm doing for electronic. Let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. I'm doing pretty lights, filling up the city skies. Mm -hmm. 25 song album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me start. Track one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Hand me a busy. Let's go. <laughs> and then you just like hit play on your phone. And put it in the mic. All right. We're, all right, we're, we're, we're clocking in. Let's go. <laughs> so I, I have a question on, um, on, on Spotify. It's separated into disc one and disc two. Yeah. Which uh, disc are you taking? No, I'm taking both. Oh, you're saying it's fucking no. album. Yeah, okay? It's like, it's like, why is it separated on Spotify? Like I don't care. Derek discs. does whatever the fuck he wants and I'm with it, dude. It, it's just, the, so when I started getting into electronic music, it was pretty much just that cheese dog shit house, you know? And then one of my friends was like, let me show you the light. <laughs> and he showed me pretty lights and it just showed me that electronic can be so much more than just like, wait for the fucking drop baby, you mm. know? And this, this album, aside from the EPs, cause they're not albums, but this is my favorite album because it's just, it has so many combinations of so many feelings and you can tell what he's feeling when he's talking about it mm -hmm. or I guess playing through it. And there's so many, like there's soulful moments. There's very happy moments. There's very sad moments. It takes you through a roller coaster of emotion. And for me, pretty lights has always been someone that's dominated my life. Like ever since I first listened to him and it's just, this album has like it, some of its like excellent driving music. There's also like, like, I just, whenever he plays a song from me, I remember the first song I ever heard from him live was from this album. And it's just, that's when I was like, what song is this? And then mm -hmm. I jumped right into it. Which one was it? How We Do was the first song I ever heard by him live. And it took me for a fucking whirlwind of destruction. It was, it's just, this, this album is perfection. There's, there's so many different vibes to it. There's like hip hop vibes. We're talking, you know, I, I can't describe it. It's just something like, I you know, just have to listen to it. I know none of you are going to listen to it and I'm okay with that. Okay. I actually, Look, I so actually I, have listened to yeah. it. I just need to like dive in. So I know? actually have a thing. I, I thought that you might take the 2006 album, taking up your precious time. They're his debut. Cause I was actually introduced to Pretty Lights really early for the song Finally Moving on yeah. that 2006 album. I think I was in like middle schoolers. It came out in 2006. That's so. a good album. That but is a good album. It is a good album. And I remember just like my friends uh, who 
were more into the Soylent than I was, and they decided to share the Soylent with me sometimes, would uh, play a lot of Pretty Lights, and this would be kind of the stuff they would play. I was like, oh, this is great. So I was introduced to Pretty Lights pretty early on. I mean, he's, he's yeah, great. I mean, the album's really good, too. He was, fun fact, he was in a duo. This was two people when he released that album. Pretty Lights was two people. So Pretty Lights, wow. all of his albums are named after a poem that the other guy wrote. Wow. So take it's called Pretty Lights is the the poem, and it's all the albums and all the EPs are lines in that poem. Filling up the city skies, pretty lights. Taking up your precious time, pretty lights. Passing up behind your eyes, pretty lights. Making up your changing mind, pretty lights. Mm. It's actually very interesting. So Damn. Michael Menner is the other guy, and he does solo stuff now. And that album's a masterpiece just because I love Michael Menner too. But Filling Up the City Skies is my pick for electronic. Wow. Because I knew none of you rats would pick it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's so inspirational. That's why I'm surprised that you took it here while there's still a few picks left to go. See, I just wanted to fill out that and then I can have the freedom of wild cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's know? fair. Okay. And, and now, fair now if you guys take something, I can be like, <laughs> I can go wherever the fuck I want. Yeah. Because I still have like 80 emo albums to pick from. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's right. I like where I'm at here. Um, Good. I have an album that I have hired this album, but I f- have a feeling that it's going to get taken soon. So I'm going to go ahead and take the self-tied album by Cage the Elephant. Mm-hmm. That's a Their great debut. album. That's an awesome <gasps> album. Yep. I knew this would happen. This is a fucking I really thought album. it was going to be gone before this. What uh, what category? Uh, for um, I'm going to put an alternative indie. Okay. Um, so I just have my two wild cards left. Um, yeah, this album aside, it had there's the three big singles on here. Of course, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. In One Ear and Back Against the Wall, all fucking bangers. But there's also Tiny Little Robots, which is just kind of like a classic, almost like 80s style punk song, like 80s, early 90s punk mixed with Southern rock. And that's the thing oh, yeah. about Cage the Elephant. Kind of vintage, so cool kind of retro. That it has bit. this whole like, yeah, it has like this Athens, Georgia sound to it, which was such a big thing like back in the nineties and everything was people were trying to capture the sound of Southern rocks mixed with this angsty teen punk vibe. And that's what makes this album so good. I was re-listening this album. I'm like, is this just the best cage, the elephant album? Like it really might be just cause it's, it might not be their tightest album that they ever made. I know they went on to make, um, Melophobia is pretty tight. Melophobia, I think is probably their tightest album. I, I think I would put this thank you. Happy the- birthday at the top. I just have an affinity for that one, but this one just has like the big old rock. Feel. Yeah. It, well, I mean, cause they started, I thank you. Happy birthday is a little bit of the sound, but they start to move away from this sound more. And now they're in whatever the fuck they're doing now. I don't like their new sound. I'll be honest. Um, but mm-hmm. Back in 2009, I just, I really, really love this album. I think this album is kind of perfect. For yeah, it, it was is. a huge debut. It rocked. Yeah. Judas, Free Love. I liked them and I still like this Backstab album. and Betty. Because it has like a Southern feel to it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying is yeah. it has that classic Southern. Yeah, it, it does feel like of a location. And yet, because like the entire South gets branded as country and mm-hmm. it's simply not. Like Southern rock is very much a, a thing. It's just like isn't so much anymore. The one knock I would give on this album is that I did see them live right around this era. I think it, I think Thank You, Happy Birthday had already been released when I saw them. And they just slightly disappointed me a little tiny bit. 
I could just tell that they were just a little too fucked up on stage. That's what uh, happened when I saw them years later. What's the what's the front man's name again? Matt. Yeah, last Matt time Schultz. last time I saw him was at Lollapalooza, and he was wearing a leotard, and it was the best. Hey, there you go. That sounds lit. It is. Yeah. It is funny that they have such a southern rock vibe, and technically the band's origin is like. Uh, like they kind of lo- relocated to London, England, even though like they started in Kentucky, but like they consider their origin as London, England. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. I got two picks now. Go it, go, go at it. I feel like you're you seem more confident right now. You I mean, I, I I feel like I have a plethora of options at you, this point. You seem and at it's, peace though, and it's like overwhelming because like I basically am at a point where like. If I don't pick something right now, I probably it'll probably just not get drafted. So I want to give it a little bit of love. I want to give it a little bit of representation on this on this draft. And I got to pick and choose like what's it going to be? What's what's going to be my pick here? And this this next pick. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. This is a band that was drafted last week. And I want to have them on my team. Do Fountains it. of Wayne, huh? <laughs> I, 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 I knew I, I wouldn't do this, but this was not a band that I drafted. So it's not technically okay. doing the boring thing of drafting the follow-up. If you don't, if you don't say what your pick is, I'm going to shoot you. Is it the Strokes? Yes, it's first the impressions of, first impressions first impressions. of Earth. This is an this album that album, you and me both like were hard heavy oh, on. This album needs to be drafted. Like this album is fucking great. Under like criminally underrated so in, they, the, in their canon. They got picked last week with Drew with Is This It, but I think this might be the best strokes album. Mm. Whoa. It's so good. It's, it's it so is so good. good. I it's mean, you only so live once. Juice good, box, guys. hard to get razor blade. Like, On the they other refined side, it. Cage. They refined their sound so well yeah. for this, and album. it just like like did not hit in the popular culture it's for some so reason. Polished, but it is crazy good. The production on this thing, it's like it works. It doesn't feel like dulled or anything like that. It's like they managed to put something together that had that raw like rock sound but still like this nice sort of like poppy lively feel to it this they kind this of thing feel like is like a little like almost like stadium rock on certain parts of this album i think that's why some of that, this album isn't as tight as is this it i think it but is i, think, I really I think, think see, it i don't is. think it's quite as tight but i think the highs might be higher than my uh my high school laptop one of the five most played songs on that whole laptop was actually razor blade yeah razor was, no i think the razor blade actually I was might, big into that it's like a top three if not i mean one. electricity scape vision of division like mm-hmm. you're looking Eyes at in the world on oh the other God. side like they just they just they got it they nailed it Mm-hmm. They fucking nailed it on it's this great one. Now you do have another pick. Great pick. Okay, guys. So we're rounding out here. We're getting to the wire. What are your? What's your category? You have left. Wild so well, okay. So hold on. So I put strokes in wild card. So both of my wild cards are taken up right now. So all I have left are heavy emo punk and pop. Okay. And, since I took Lady Gaga from you, so. I'm gonna go pop so here. Pop here. I'm and, gonna go pop. And wait, didn't you choose Beyonce? Yeah, but he that was for hip hop. He put in. Hip-hop. I put her in in hip hop. Yeah. Okay. So with Just pop, racist. 
racist racist location to put right. that. <laughs> no, you know, how black women always <laughs> with pop here. I could go a couple different ways. I'm going to swallow my pride here. There's two, there's two albums that I just got to pick one, but there's two that are neck and neck. Let's do it. And I just got to go for one of them. And I'm just going to make a call right now. I'm going Amy Winehouse back to black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. I mean, this is like one of like the 10 best albums that any of us could pick here. It's not really a pop album. It's more of like a lounge R&B. We don't don't have a category album. So it it, was popular. Yeah. The closest. I mean, rehab. The closest place you could put it is pop because it doesn't fit into anything else. It also is. Like this is better than most of the shit we've been picking. I I'm just trying to be semi true to what I listened to back then, which unfortunately just wasn't Amy Winehouse. I mean, I I did check out Rehab and and Back to Black. Oh, of course, um, like she was known. But once you dive into the whole album, it's like holy crap! She gets so moody. It's so dark. It's it's, it's so, kind of sad to listen to this album because she's gone. Yeah. Well, and because like. If you listen to Amy Winehouse, like it's kind of the same thing as like listening to old Lincoln Park when it's just like or um, Soundgarden, really, where it's just like, oh, like Chris Cornell. Yeah, like he was singing about this the whole time and like nobody reached out to them for like actual help. They're just like, man, it's so cool that you're talking about depression. Me and Mr. Jones, he can only hold her. I mean, these are sensitive, moody, moody love songs, but not love songs in the way that pop music likes to position them where they're like kind of you know bright and bubblegummy these are moody these are dark these are heartfelt and this is an album that you know it's it's what 14 years old at this point and you can go back and listen to it right now and feel like you're getting a fresh take on it because it's one of those albums that you can just kind of plop out of time you know it doesn't feel innately 2006 you know it's 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 just timeless like she was one of a kind she was trying to go for this retro vintage sound but it wasn't hacky it was sincere it was it was it was beautiful i mean it is sad to listen to it now because she's gone but at least we have this album Mm. to encapsulate the genius that Amy Winehouse yep. was able to offer only 27. Yeah, no, I, so I was so going to, I was going to take this album if you didn't take it because it's like crazy. That's still there because this is just like, like objectively one of the best albums to come out in this era. Yeah, totally. Without a doubt. So Hunter. So second to last pick. I took a real gamble here, letting this album fall this far. Cause this is one of, not only one of my favorite albums of this era, but one of my favorite albums of all time. Yep, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and take Infinity on High by Fall yep. Out Boy. It had to happen. I mean, I was I, worried it wouldn't. I No, I kept just like waiting for somebody <laughs> to steal it from me as I kept making the gamble for it not to get taken. This is, I mean, this is the best Fall Out Boy album easily, in my opinion. I think it's like the best Fall Out Boy album by a good margin. And then I might even put Fully Ado above From Under the Court Tree after this. Um this the opener thriller Jay-Z, we get introduced bro. with jay-z oh, critics say it would never happen oh that album dedicated who on earth is that an impression of <laughs> it's not jay-z no, that's uh yeah. that's patrick um 
No, Thriller, and then the takeover the breaks over. Say a scene, it's a goddamn fucking arms race. I'm like a lawyer. Hum hallelujah, golden. Thanks for the memories. I just can go through this entire album, and it is... It really could just go in the pop genre, honestly, because For sure. there's mm-hmm. like six albums, six to eight songs on this album that just got played on like pop radio all the time. Um, you're crashing, but you're no wave. Is oh, weird? God, it's so good. Um, Fame is less than infamy. G-I-N-A-S-F-S is mm. just so good. Such a great um <sighs> Afterlife of the Party is another really good one. Carpal Tunnel of Love. I really love Golden, which is just kind of just Patrick and a piano, just a little ballad. And the way that that kind of the click that the song ends on leads right perfectly into Thanks for the Memories is so good. Thanks for the Memories, I will say, is a song that I did not like as a kid because it got so much radio play. But now if you like go back years later and listen to its context on the album, it's kind of it's perfect. Like you wouldn't replace it with anything. I, I absolutely love this album. I'm so happy that I got this in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Going in one of my uh, two wild cards that I have left, so I just have one wild card left. Danny, second to last pick. I got two wild cards, so I can pick whatever the fuck I want. Pretty much. Can. Sure, you man. can take another Pretty Lights album if you want. You don't even have to pick an album. Pick like a fucking what's sports your favorite, team. What's your pick, favorite music score of this, pick a busy. Uh, this time period? I'm going to pick an album that I didn't like at this time, but after the fact, I was introduced by Joey, friend of the pod. He introduced me to this band, showed me the light. Bombay Bicycle Club. Mm -hmm. I had the blues, but I shook them loose. Great album. Really, really good album. Front to back, it is a phenomenal fucking rock album. Jack Steadman killed it on this album. Okay. It's just, it's a masterpiece. Every song on that album is just, I, I can't, I had to get it on vinyl just because I can just <laughs> leave it running the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Evening, Morning, Cancel on Me is one of the greatest rock songs of this era. Even though it didn't get a lot of playtime, like this band is not as popular as they should be. It, it could even fall into the indie, rock, alternative category. All of it. It's just this album is just lyrically wise. We're talking instrument wise. It's just it's a masterpiece. It's this might be like looking back at my picks. This might be the album I can listen to nonstop. It's Mm. just it's a the ghost is such a hard hitting like Lamplight is another evening morning. It's just it's a phenomenal. album. Here's here's a question. So at the beginning of the of the pod, I asked like, what were the sort of things that you think carried over into the 2010s? This band just released an album this year. They did. And it's, I think worthy of the top 10 of the year. It's a great album. Oh yeah. So when you invite me back for the, of the year, yeah, they're going to be on there. What, it came out in January. What do you think of this album carried through the sound of the 2010s because i i think that that's a common theme tonight is like the sound that would define the next genre but i mean we've been drafting things that carried over the side the sound of the beginning of the genre but i don't think this is one of those i think this is one of the ones that sets the stage for the for the tens you know yeah because it was late 2009 so 
I think, I think when, when you're, I guess you're asking about everything else has gone wrong. <laughs> that album, well, that's the name of the album. And it's. What a name for a 2020 album. <laughs> yeah. And it was before. <laughs> it was in January. Before everything went to shit. They released yeah. the album in January. And I, I was still like, listen to Get Up like all the time, just to, like get myself going in the day. I'm just like, it's all such right, a good go. opener. Yeah, that's, but it's, everything isn't going to shit. It's like this. Everything Else Has Gone Wrong is probably my second favorite album by Bombay Basketball Club. But. I I can't I can't let this album go without me drafting it. Like I had the blues, but it was just a beautiful it's just beautiful how they've they changed their sound so much and then went back to their roots for everything else has gone wrong. Oh, so it, the in-between was like a sort of departure? I wouldn't say it's so much of a departure. It was just them kind of exploring new things, and that's when the band went on a hiatus. And then Jack Stebbin was like, let's do this shit. If you watch the if you watch the video for um, Eat, Sleep, Wake, it's literally the band just like, let's do this shit. Let's get back together. I miss you guys, you know? Nice. And it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good return to form, this album. But Perfect. It, Great pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm really this happy is, with it. I knew none of you guys would pick it, and I was like, I have to I, it. Hey, I have it on my short list, honestly. Like, this is a great, great album. Um, All right, Drew. You, you got these two. Are your last two picks. Yeah. What are your genres? I just have a wild card and then electronic slash uh, dance. For my wild card, uh, I was actually really counting on you guys valuing Infinity on High more than From Under the Cork Tree because I like From Under the Cork Tree a lot more. And I think it's a robbery to take it with my second to last slash basically my last pick. It's It's outrageous. Um, for which for which, uh, for wild card for my wild card that means that fully ado is not going to get drafted which is a goddamn yeah fully ado is so fucking good it's really good it's the most adult album that they've ever made yeah definitely uh that's you know that's why i like it less than this and that's also another reason i like this a lot more than infinity on high is because this album is still pop punk to me has to be like it has to be about being Somewhat an underdog punk. It ha yeah. and it has to have punk in it, but also subject wise, it has to be about being a sad underdog and infinity on high is about being a really big band who gets girls. Like, I don't like the subject matter of that album, like even a little bit, to be honest. Um, and this also is, it epitomizes what a great pop punk album should be to me because uh, I don't need concept albums in my pop punk. It's pop punk. I need pop and I need punk. This album is a collection of singles that all stand perfectly well on their own. They're all so impeccably crafted with it, just a band lineup. They just have a bassist, a guitarist, a singer and a drummer. And it's 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 just about as good as it can get from an album standpoint. I took Take Off Your Pants and Jacket uh, in the last draft that we did as my, my pop punk pick. This to me is... As an album, I would argue that front to back, it's more consistently good. Like it, it for pop punk, I think this is about as consistent as you can get in the over the course of an album. Uh, it's just it's borderline flawless. The hooks that they come up with on this are uh, they're in another fucking stratosphere. Um, obviously, the two lead singles are, are Dance Dance Sugar. We're going down about as strong as you can get for two pop punk lead singles. I think those two alone put it a little bit higher than infinity 
Well, then, but then on top of that, just like There's every other song in the album, Hard man. Warriors, I slept with someone in Fall Out yeah. Boy, um, EXO. It's a really good album. Of My all, favorite song is of all the gin joints in all the world. I was going to say yeah. that al- that song rips so unbelievably hard, and it wasn't even like a charting hit. It I just mean, rocks, a little man. less sixteen candles, I think, is like yeah, that's an yeah. argument for just the best Fall Out Boy song. Well, and also just like best pop punk song because it it matches what pop punk is. It's literally just about being a moody teenager, and that's all I needed to fucking be, man. Like, it's, it's just flawless. It's kind of mind blowing that this had to get to the last round. Well, this was yeah. this was the bet I was making this whole time. Is well, because I think that Infinity you knew if I was going to take a Fob album, I was going to take yeah, Infinity on yeah, because this is one, I value that album more. Yeah, and so so does I know that like friend of the pod Brett does. Like we've had this discussion before. I just think that this album just stands on its own so much better. Like it just is pop punk, and I appreciate that. Like Infinity on High is sort of like to me, it's like a transition album to what they would be, and then Fully Ado is like a full departure. Like it has nothing to do with pop. Yeah, I will say if I can use this because I know we probably won't talk about Fully Ado at this point, uh, unless unless Danny is going to pull the full wild card and take Fully Ado with his last pick here, which I don't think he's going to. I wish that that was a transition that they kept up with. Unfortunately, they did decide to go in a way that would be more towards the future pop and good on them because they are still making money and they're developing yeah. new fans, which they wouldn't if they would have no, kept the folia do sound. No, I, I know that's I, still I say to this, date their least selling album. I, yeah, I say this all the time. I, I'm not going to personally fault a band for choosing money. I would do the same thing. I just don't. Well, especially as the genre was struggling. The genre right. died. The, the genre, genre is dead, dead by the time that Fully Ado comes out. <laughs> Infinity it's fully on, dead. Because yeah, Infinity on High, like, it it almost is departing from what pop punk is at its core. But it's like the, you know, it's, it's what, 07, Hunter? Yeah, it's 07. Like, what pop punk after that had, like, n- multiple number one hits? I would probably guess zero amount. <laughs> like, that's that's the highest that it got. Yeah, because, I mean, even Pretty Odd by Panic comes out in, like, 08. Which wasn't, but which wasn't that pop That only has at nine at the afternoon. And, and it was that's, also like, the, emo. It was, like, a, that was like a late period think, Beatles album, basically. Yeah, like, it wasn't weird. anything. I think yeah, you mean, it's not really much of I think you mean that's not going to be drafted. Dot odd yeah that was just like that was i'll go ahead and say pretty odd is not getting drafted <laughs> no yeah. and that's what, I'm sorry like i'm not saying it's bad it's just like that's brendan yuri doing cosplay for sergeant pepper like that's literally <laughs> yeah. what that album is and he's really Yikes. good at doing like weird bizarre emo music like he did well, like theater theater core pick. theater it's, core emo is what look a fever you can't sweat isn't out your sister pick. doesn't your sister say that pretty odd is better than a fever you can't sweat out i mean Ernest? my sister's 20 years old now she's not still saying that um okay. this right, album so. is just it's just flawless for what it is to me. It's the yeah. epitome of the genre. I think that I love I, it more I than honestly anything, think man. that Fob has three, arguably four perfect albums, which is more than you can say almost of anybody else. When you look at their first four album stretch, I think that it rivals almost any band. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What do you what do you say? You say no band has four album, four perfect albums? No, in a row. Like of like the launch album to their no 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 I'm just I saying I can name one right now Jamiroquai. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just saying that Fuck I think you. that Fall Out Boy just historically is going to be overrated because of the genre that it's in. I can name one right now, Tame Impala. Four perfect albums. Well, no, no, I, you're, naming, I, you're naming like our favorite band ever. Yes. <laughs> Do you think we're going to argue with you against Lord that? Of the I think Tame. I think that Kevin Parker and Tame Impala is like 
going to go in the top echelon. Yeah. KP, I, I know you're listening. Come anyway, on the show. Look, this- KP, just go ahead and slide into our emails. I know yeah. that you're listening. We can track you. We all right, know that KP, I know you rescheduled your show for October 2021. We all know that's not going to happen. Just come on the show instead. Come on, just still come you, to Orlando. So you, you guys got tickets for that, right? Hell yeah, I did. Yeah, and I got the email. I was like, a year from now? October 2021. Yeah, that's I know. Not, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> this album means so much to me. It continues to. It meant the most to me back when it came out, too. And I'm so glad I got it. We're now at the first pick of the final round. All I have left is electronic slash dance. Uh, forget the dance part. Leaning more electronic. I'm taking Meriwether Post Pavilion by Animal Collective. I yep. was wondering if this was going to get picked. Wow. It had to go. I, I'm glad you got it. Cause I, this was one of the ones where I was like, is this just not going to get picked? It has to yeah. man. In terms of, uh, they're like, even it, it, it's influence was like immediate because obviously Panda bear as an artist had been influencing multiple artists that have already been drafted so far. There's no MGMT without Panda bear. You know, there are so many acts we're we're talking about that don't exist without Animal Collective and without Panda Bear uh, shaping the neo indie psychedelia scene from the very beginning of this decade. And then this is arguably his opus coming in 2009. Um, Obviously, the album is most known for My Girls, which is, I would say, one of my 10 or 15 favorite songs ever made. It's perfect. Yeah, it's 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 pretty unbelievable. Uh, But really, if you go through and through the album, it's a Soylent album for sure. You're 100%. G- you're going to want some to help your experience here, but it's it just stands on its own in terms yeah. of pure experimentation. Put the lasers on the ceiling, <laughs> get the fog machine going. Yeah, throw on like summertime clothes or like bluish. It just it it absolutely rips uh front to back. There are songs that like for a lot of people and for me for for years there are songs on this that were too inaccessible, but eventually they they you come they around on, to them yeah. if you try to understand what he's doing and the more that music continues on, the more you hear how insane it is that this album came out in 2009. And that co- goes for a lot of Panda Bear stuff. His solo album, Person Pitch, from 2007. Uh, that is, I was going to give a shout out to that. Because good. if this album specifically didn't get taken, because I think that that is like arguably one of the best albums in this era. Totally. It's, it's like, so fucking I'm good. sure a lot of like, like uh, schmaltzier lists will have that in like their top five. Cause that album is another, just like you hear the influence the second you turn it on, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like all music in like 2018 or whatever. It's, it's just not so how good this album is and how ahead of its time it was. Uh, so congrats. Great great pick. Pick. Yeah. So, all right, Danny, your last pick. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also so mad that I've never seen Animal Collective live. Mm. And it's because Bonnaroo 2013, guess who they were playing at the same time? Paul McCartney. No, Pretty Lights. Oh, of course. Um, I wasn't going to miss that. And then I remember remember, um, it being like right after Paul McCartney. It was after, yeah, it was at 2 a.m. And then the next time I bought tickets to see them in Orlando, and the it's not Panda Bear, the other guy, he. He had a death in the family and he couldn't perform anymore. It canceled. Got canceled. Wow. So I've never seen Animal Collective because of that. Mm. But with this next pick, dun, 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 I have to go. Dun, dun, dun. I have to go with what who I believe are the emo juggernauts of this era. Emo juggernauts. Uh, juggernauts. Wow. I think I know where you're going. 
homesick. Yeah. A day to remember. Day to remember. Hell yes. Dude. I'm so happy that you took if you, I, I'm happy that this if album we had drafted. done this draft like when this album came out, we we would have been fighting yeah. like, All of us second round it. over this. Yeah. yeah. Like it would have been Are such a fight. This would have been like a top. <laughs> yeah. It's a masterpiece. We would have gone after this so hard, okay. Hunter. <laughs> the opening song is nuts. Downfall of us all. I can still just like. That and then I made of Wax Larry were my two favorite songs. With a year of my life. Mike Ranica from Devil Wears Prada's on that song. Like the, sh- the but, shit I mean, was good. Man. Have faith in me is such a banger. Homesick is fucking a, just a beautiful song. Same with it means a lot to you. Like there's just so many songs of this. La la la. Also, they sang about Lauderdale. Um, and I was just yeah. like, hey, shout out to where. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like moody uh, mentions of random Florida cities. Yeah, I gotta get out want, of Ocala. I, I want you guys. <laughs> I want you guys to talk a little bit about this genre because this is a genre. That that really doesn't kind of exist anymore. And in this era, you had like a lot of bands like A Day to Remember. When we do the shout outs at the end, there's literally going to be 10 bands I list that are from this genre. But because this was split by genre, I could not draft all of them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but no, I'll I'll there's something special about this album. I have a few in this era that we will say for honorable mentions because I have a handful of them that fit right into this. But this album kind of encapsulates that very short burst. These guys were the kings of Warp Tour at this time. Yes, like exactly. the kings. Yes. The ultimate like, Warp Tour band. The, it didn't matter what day they what what venue they were playing, they were always the last fucking show because usually they mix it up where it's like you play night one time and then like you know noon another one. The best but This band was always the fucking closer yeah, and they, they always brought the biggest crowd. Yeah, their their live shows are very good from what I've heard. They also if you really wanted to be a real one you would have just taken like punk goes crunk <laughs> dude what the that what, album what's that so, um I, the devil wears Prada yeah, one that still is, fly that's one of my still favorite boots yeah with a pimp. Dude, it's, it's one of my favorite covers ever yeah. it still is a lot of it has aged so incredibly poorly yeah of course 100 um, percent. it, it, it but, verges on being straight up offensive yeah. but but when you heard it it was the best like what if we took uh historically like black african-american music and made it white yeah <laughs> it, 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 it goes wrong a lot, but like that's what all, where all these bands converge is in this little this punk goes series of CDs, and it it it, it was punk goes sh- pop too. Yeah, yeah, pun- all, but multiple pop. Goes that's punk. what I'm saying. Like that's this is a punk thing that's pop. not it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. The, it was the genre, the genre's dying. Thing. It's it was, still around, but it's not as big. It's not as big at dude, all. Dude, War Tour is it, it's not even a thing anymore. War Tour is yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. I'll just mention it now. Um, I wasn't going to draft this album, but this is just Warp Tour. I did want to give a little shout to, because I feel like 06 to 09 is peak Warp Tour because you of have course this yeah. era of pop punk and also kind of the last like there's the third wave of ska, but there's really a fourth wave right here. So Warp Tour is pretty much like a day to remember and Real Big Fish <laughs> are headlining. Like those are the big things where it's like it's ska because it's those like guys in the 90s who never really learned to grow up so they're just still going around skanking everywhere yeah Yeah, nfg also yeah um, but then all the tiny little bands that are trying to emulate them yeah that's the crazy thing to me is all of the smaller unknowns that are trying to sound exactly like this but there's also like the less heavy version of um a day i remember which is like all american rejects and um 
who kind of that who era. did uh like I, if I was being true to my young self, truly, I would have taken their fun. Move album. along, yeah. That album, oh, yeah. That, that album, album, yeah. The album is actually really, really good, though, and it, it has is, fucking hit. It does hold up pretty well. Stab um, my back, mm. Uh, mm. Tyson Ritter, love him. So, um, we'll we'll get to all these honorable mentions later because this is to. a fascinating little. I feel like we have to have music. a conversation about it. After. Yeah, we will. Hunter, your final pick. My final pick. Um, I just have a wild card left, so I could really go anywhere. Um, I could go with an album or a couple albums that are probably objectively better to this, but I'm just going to go with one uh, by one of my favorite bands of all time. We talked about them on the last podcast. I'm going with Modest Mouse. We were dead before the ship even sank. Great yeah. album. I was, I was wondering if you'd take Modest Mouse. Um, this album needed to be drafted. Um, it is not my favorite Modest Mouse album, but here's the thing. The third best Modest Mouse album is probably 99.99% of other bands, their best work that, like, they dream of making an album that I like as much as this. I think if you just look through, it does have, they go more into the poppy sound uh, that will go on to define their latest album strangers to ourselves which i'm not a fan of um but you do have still stuff a good like album, though. yeah but you still have stuff like dashboard fire it up uh miss the boat which is beautiful uh we've got everything i fucking love florida florida education little motel is just like a really sweet beautiful song did you say invisible already invisible the closer on the track but it does have one of my top three or five favorite Modest Mouse songs in Spitting Venom, yes, which is just say. an incredible build. That's a, like a classic high school song that I would mm -hmm. just, every time people got in the car with me, I would just play Spitting Venom. I was like, cool, we have eight minutes to our destination. Perfect. Just in time to listen to Spitting Venom and then just go like 80 miles an hour down the curvy, woodsy roads of our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, very dangerous. Don't recommend that to the uh, listeners if you live in Tallahassee, uh, Clarn area. Um, but I really fucking love this album. It's so good. I think that it got a little bit overrated at the time that came out because it was right on the heels of Good News. It was their follow-up. And it kind of became a classic album that you get a tattoo of. That people were just like, oh, I just gotta get a tattoo of the the hot that air album cover. Like that. No, that's a huge thing. Is that uh, yeah, you see it thing. a lot. But it has now reached a point where it was like overrated to the point of becoming underrated. And now I think that this is still just like a fucking just an incredible, masterful album. Really, really love this. Glad I can get this with my last pick. Love it. We were dead before the ship even sank. What Ooh. is the last genre? Just had to get a claw fucking burp <laughs> out there. Mm. I'm at a uh, emo heavy punk pick here. Wow! So it has Saved to it fit. Last. It has to fit into this genre, and I feel very confident about about this pick because this is not a Fountains of Wayne. You know, this is not a last minute. Are you sort saying of, that you aren't happy with your Fountains of Wayne pick in the last? Is it not a game? last minute readjustment? It's exactly. I, I am happy about Fountains of Wayne because that's a great album and I stand by it, even though I got cheated out of last place by the bots <laughs> where I should have got What's third that? place. Uh, no, you were in last place before the bots took over. Let me tell okay, you. Okay. All right. We'll stick with that. 
We don't have a final total on bots. We can't. We can't trust. Here's the final say. pick of this draft is 2009's "Mean Everything to Nothing" by Manchester Orchestra. Oh, Great album! My Great album! I forgot pick. this was in this era. What? This wow. is a banger. That's surprising. I, this is first a, banger you've picked. This. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Whoa. just kidding. He's not kidding. This I'm is a this kidding. is a band that I think got a huge bump from being really early on the music festival tip. Yeah. Yes, the height of the the smaller fest. The yeah. the the shaky knees yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. They still play music shaky Midtown. knees every they're, single year. I've seen I've only They're I've from seen, Atlanta. I've seen them three times and all of them have been at music festivals. I feel like they play every music festival I go to. Yeah, I saw them at Lala, I saw them at ACL. <laughs> I've seen them just, everywhere. It, I saw them there. at an after party at Lala or uh, ACL too. I, They're amazing. This yeah. is another classic uh, shout out to a friend of the pod, Dane Ban, because Dane showed me I've got friends back mm-hmm. in 2009. I've got friends in all that and shake life. it out. And he was a very ahead of the curve on just yeah, recommending shake it, it out. Shake it out is just it's a so fucking, good. Ugh, cool it band. rocks, dude. And and this album actually does have like a real emo punk mm-hmm. feel to yeah. it. You know, there, there is this like angst to it you know there's yeah. this heaviness to it and it just bops it bangs it doesn't have like a a poppy like mellow swing at all and i think it just i'm, I'm trying to make up for my pick last week and i'm coming in hot with this one this is not their debut they did have another album before this one but this one really put them on the map at least for me every single song on this thing is a fucking banger from the opening, the only one to the closer, the river, the river last week, river. Yeah. Last week I talked about the killers, all these things that I've done and how I wish I would have written a song as good as that same fucking shit for the river, the closer of this album, impeccable shit. Mm -hmm. Just you listen to this song and it's like, Oh my God, how could I ever think of crafting a musical piece as good as this shit? And Andy Hull's voice just carries you through this whole thing, yeah. you know, yeah. even in, in smaller tracks, like hundred dollars, that's only, it's like less than two minutes long. Um, I can feel a hot one. It's so good, dude. It's so, so good. Oh, it's, it's like really we good sing along too. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very good sing along, but also like. You could mosh to it, well, kind of. Yeah, that's why it's perfect festival music yeah. because it's music that you can either chant along to or you can just dance and just I kind of throw your body into the other people. Only one. Yeah, they they're so good. They even they even followed this up with great albums in the in the 2010s. Yeah. yeah. So this was like the beginning of a of a run. This so, one was it Black Mile to the Surface? That uh, was 2017. Even yeah. before then, they had Simple Math in 2011. Yeah, um, simple math so, is so good. Yeah, so this this is an amazing album. Please listen to it, listeners, if you haven't checked it out. It's mean everything to nothing. It by may Manchester be Orchestra. it may be Mister Irrelevant, but it is an amazing album. It's mm. So good, dude. It's I had to, a, I had to get it. That's a really good album. Um, that was in my honorable awesome. mentions. Yeah, we well, we have a lot, so let's go through honorable mentions. Let's go by like sort of by can, genre. Can, I have a, so let's start. I have a lot of alternative rock honorable mentions. Yes, okay, I need same. to say That's one. Biggest thing. Like I just need to say one that I'm just like I'm mad. This is that, your mad one that um that Fleet no Foxes? one picked it. This was 
No. Nobody took. I thought that you two would be fighting over Fleet Foxes. I'm honestly shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm a helpless as blues kind of guy. Self-titled is amazing. I just I really thought that you guys would be it fighting was, for it. It was it's on my list. Another similar one on my list. What, is, I'm trying to how did no one take for Emma forever ago? That's I, bon that's Iver. in my honorable mention. That's another, is, yeah, that's relatively similar. How too. did no yeah. one take that? I'm a self-titled guy. Bro. Yeah. Um, Damn. Uh, also in the same boat, which it's still hard to pronounce, but uh, Vecatimist by Grizzly Bear. Yeah, that's a great that album, album is great actually album. my favorite of the three we just mentioned. I actually like that is that could have been my next pick if we had more rounds because that album just fucking rips this I, is i mean even more so than the last part two we could have done 10 rounds yeah. on this thing like the, there's the, still so many the real here. the real next one i had though would have been illinois by sufjan stevens i'm surprised that that didn't get taken either because that is a fucking incredible yeah it's album. like a, it's, it's, so it's another one that's like top five and just objective quality like yes. it's just it's just like one of the best that has come out in the last like 20 years i so, so sh- good. shout to spotify that uh um, because I, it knows that I've been listening to a lot of alternative music from the 2000s. And it was just like, here's, here's a whole bunch of albums for you from the early 2000s, it, early 2000s alternative indie. And that album was on there. Yeah. I did listen to it. That, like, that, that one slays. So I mean, Neon Bible is one of the most underrated albums mm-hmm. of the yes. decade, I think. No yes. one talks about it because it's, it's sandwiched in between two tens. Yeah, it's like it's like a sandwich where like the bread is just so good that you don't even think about the meat. <laughs> yeah, you know how Has we that have ever this? happened to a sandwich before. I've had listen, Jimmy John's, dude. That's their that's their it's fucking. Like, it's like Jimmy John's. That's insulting to my former employer, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. If you ever told that to garbage. Win Butler, he would slap you. Jimmy John's bread is, is, is steals the show. You're right. Yeah. That's a great. That's perfect. Um, shout out to are you guys fans of Silverstone pickups? All right. No. Speak on that. Because <laughs> I'm not. Do you guys not like? like I don't. Pickups? I don't dislike him. I wouldn't have taken that album, but it's a good. I think Carnivos is fucking incredible. Very I love that album. When you see yourself, <laughs> no, that's not. That's not uh, Panic Switch. Which? That's Lazy Eye is the big hit off of that one. Oh, you mean the? But that's a the more fake, complete. Uh, um, the fake uh, Smashing Pumpkin song, Lazy Eye. Okay, right, um, I'm gonna is. move right past that. Uh, we <laughs> talked about Fully Ado. I it's might be my second favorite Fall Out Boy right behind yeah. Fendi on High. I fucking love Here, that album. Let me here's oh, go ahead. Oh no, I have a wild one for you guys that is on my short list that I did almost think about taking because it was very important for me at the time. A lesson in romantics by Mayday Parade. Oh, Hunter, you know that that was on my list. <laughs> Come on, dude. That is if we're being honest, Tallahassee to our true band. Selves, it's a Tallahassee band. I mean, like. I saw them live, of course, multiple times. My sister, older sister of the pod, Heather, was like knew all of the members of Mayday Parade and just like getting to like be around them when I'm 12 was just the coolest thing ever. I was like, yeah, these cool are the guys, guys who sing Jamie all every, over. Everyone in Tallahassee has a story about someone they know who like knows Mayday Parade and, and like knows the real lowdown on why uh, Jason Lancaster left the band, by the way, because they kind of blew up with this album and then they got really popular with their next one that didn't have Jason. And the the love is just gone for me and you both. It's, yeah, it's once it's Jason's worse. gone. The whole thing is they're one of the rare bands that had what two is, singers what is work. the band that jason started after go radio, go radio. they have a right. couple of good i actually do like their album that their first album that they have but it's kind of the same thing as mayday parade but then like but you want you want them both and stuff and then uh, yeah well good. then jason went and made like solo christian music that no not even christians listen to <laughs> yeah, it's nobody likes um 
Uh, on that same boat, if we're doing pop punk, I have uh, Hunter. Another one for you and me is louder now by taking back Sunday. Yes, that's on my list. That was, I mean, again, that's another one that if we're drafting back then, this it might be my first pick. Like I was crazy about that album. So I thought about taking it, but the thing is that I think that louder now is significantly worse than no, no, than, than my favorite. Tell it's all your friends. Favorite. Yes, it's my favorite. Really? Yes. No, I mean there are some incredible songs I think, on here. Well, see, I think I it's just, worse, but it's also my favorite. <laughs> like genuinely I mean what's it feel like to be a ghost liar make yeah. damn sure like, that's a recurring uh, theme. 2020, 2020 surgery. surgery spin if you went to my MySpace in Miami in shout out to my hometown yeah if you went to my MySpace Miami. in 2007 you would have heard like it would have auto played liar liar that was yeah. the song that played when you went on my fucking I, look if we're going back and forth on this we made jokes about it before the show started uh, but one of the most important albums to me when I was 12 was Three Days Grace's 1X. Oh, um, yeah. We were also both... We bonded over I, some specific weird music <laughs> yeah, when we met each other. I had this album this on CD. Like, Me I too. I begged my mom. It came out in, uh, like, June of 2006. And I begged... Like, I worked like doing lawn stuff so I could go and buy this album at Walmart. Yeah. This is like, I remember I, because I, I like first discovered them off of uh, their self-titled album a couple years earlier, but I, I got this for my birthday. Cause uh, what never too late was a big hit like during spring break of like of that year. It's never do. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta have this shit. This is too good. Um, uh, Brett, friend of the pod, is going to be upset if I don't mention "Rise or Die Trying" by Four Years Strong. Yes, yes, that's. Um, we went to their reunion, their uh, ten year. Yeah, they played just the album front to back. Right, it was amazing. It I, was I wish I could have been there. I'm, I am partial to their following album, which is in 2010. Enemy so of the world. Yeah. I, yeah, so I couldn't have taken it, but "Rise or Die Trying" just rips. Like, that is a great. Album. Some of the best uh, pop punk. And they put you'll ever like hear. synthesizers and electronic stuff in it too. Oof. So another so album that's of this kind of pop punk vein, but on the other side of kind of more the sound that pop punk ended up going is Say Anything, yeah. which ended up kind of like, I feel like front bottoms don't exist without Say Anything and Is a Real Boy is incredible. That was, um, it was a 2005 album. I got into it uh, after like sixth grade or so. And there was a girl who I really liked, um, who I will not mention her say, name say on the podcast. Um, I was in love with her as much as you could be when you are a 12 year old boy. And I would just like listen to walk through hell and just like be like, I'd walk through hell for you or like alive with the glory of love, which is in reality, about the singer's grandparents who uh, like met during the Holocaust and yeah. stuff, um, much more dramatic than I the way that I, I listened to it. The lead singer was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was a last week album. This was 04. No, this is 05. It's, it's, I have it pulled up right well, now. No, it's, it's a real it's boy. 04 on like Wikipedia. It's 05 on Spotify. In in defense oh. of the genre. Well then, damn. I don't know where I would have. That's why either way drafted. it didn't get drafted like either way. So that's fine. But like, yeah, that's a killer one going back into alternative though. Silent Alarm by Block Party Smacks. I have that on there. Attack and Release. Obviously not. I can't believe that Bro. nobody took Attack and Release. Such a good yeah. album. I obviously really not the most, that you were gonna not take the most, uh, not the most impactful Black Keys album, but it is really good. It's a little dirtier than Brothers and I like it for that. It's so good. No, uh, we didn't take Samstown. I love Samstown. I had that on CD as well. Yeah. Nobody took Samstown. Are you guys fans of Spoon? Yeah, of course. Ga, ga, okay. ga, 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 and, ga, and the other and one. Gimme Fiction. Both two, of them. killer albums. Incredible. Spoon is like, I wish that rock would have had, like that there would be more bands 
like by spoon because it's like, very like timeless spoon. yeah it still sounds pretty modern um era vulgaris queens of the stone age is another killer one queens of the stone age is just sort of all over like this entire decade um quietly being one of the most influential bands out there icky thump i was a huge fan of oh, white yeah. stripes yeah. yeah i was like a massive fan of that cd um elephant shell by tokyo Police i thought Club. you were gonna take elephant shell <laughs> i really I, thought that you were gonna i take wanted it. to it would have come a little later for me but man that's a good album um another brett favorite we love you brett uh humbug arting monkeys arting monkeys second worst album is most bands best album yes. like it, it's so good yeah. man i don't care i don't I mean, care alex turner think. can do no wrong. yeah crying you, lightning baby crying light crying lightning. one of some so of my good. favorite rock drums of all time and crying oh, lightning. oh my god it was such a fun beat to learn like because it's it's not hard it's just no one had ever done it before which is a lot of matt helder's beats is that his, i think that's his name yeah helder yeah um the guy's a genius on the drums um, couple more in the alt genre. Another album that was important to us in high school when it came out, Costello Music by the Fratellis. Oh yes. yeah, we were big into that. Oh, I love that. I, that album holds up really well. Flat the problem is that uh, the rest of the Fratellis are not do not hold up at all. Just because she feeds me well and she, she made me talk to her in a pink hotel. hotel. But that album itself is so so good. Love that album. Um. I know you guys. You guys aren't. I know Drew. You're not the biggest TV on the radio head. Yes. But um. Yes. yes Return yes. to Cookie Mountain yes. came out in this yes. era. I love that album. That is the best TV on the radio album that needs to be mentioned here. I have a shit ton of emo. Okay. So Just I'm gonna go real quick. I'll talk like real. I can tell it's emo because it's a lot of Look words. Look at this, like right yeah. here. <laughs> Crazy yeah. long album titles. Downtown Battle Mountain by Dance Gavin Dance. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. We got to give a Dance Gavin Dance show. I mean, out. Johnny, that time. I, I want to talk a little bit about it. It's just Johnny Craig was way too talented for the genre he was in. Way too talented. Heroin got him good. But it's it's like math rock combined with like insane like singing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like screaming too, which is really good. That's an awesome post-hardcore album if you want to get into it with math, uh, with uh, math rock, um, with Roots Above from and Branches Below by Devil Wears Prada, mm -hmm. uh, Rise or Die Trying you already mentioned. If only you were lonely by Hawthorne Heights mm. is just uh, you. Uh, Ohio is frankly for lovers. It is. That, that's some emo shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> The Suffer and the Witness by Rise Against. Oh, baby. There, yo. Oh, okay. Rise Against. Once again, if we're drafting this album as like 14 year olds, that is on yeah, there. Exactly. Death Grip on Yesterday by Atreyu. The Crimson by Atreyu. Define the Great Line by Under Oath. Constellations by August Burns. This is Red. this is great, Danny. Yeah, I'm I, just gonna go quick because I, I want to. I want to meet you back then. Oh, dude, <laughs> this is all right I listened to back then. Did you like straighten your hair? <laughs> no, I wanted to real bad though. The question by Emery. Take to the skies by Enter Shikari, and then say anything by uh, the self-titled. Yeah, 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 killer. Awesome. That's a Whoa. that's a great list. I have a what few a trip. Speaking of I like, told you, I just had to shout out those emo albums because those meant so much yeah. to me back then. Maybe not so much now. No, I but I can still sing every goddamn I, word. Wait, exactly. Yes. Back to Rise Against though. Appeal to Reason. Also another good album. That's the one I associate with Hunter. Uh, going over to his house and he would just have that on. Yeah. And be like, yeah. why are you playing this? I <laughs> 
I'm so, here to play Xbox. I, I vividly remember like uh, you and me learning Hero to War to play yes. acoustic. No, you guys played that, and I was like, wait a minute, is the military bad? I was like 14. I was like, oh, our troops are good. I thought, I, but no, but I mean that album, Reeducation through Labor, uh, Collapse Syndrome, good one. Audience of One, Audience of One. Oh All right, we got Savior. Okay, um, hold Savior. on, hold on, hold on. Um, I have I have a few hip hops. Um, the the best hip hop that no one picked was Hell Hath No Fury by Clips, which is literally yeah. Pusha T and so Malice, good. and it's entirely produced by Pharrell. Yeah, and it still sounds just absolutely fucking incredible. Um, Epiphany by T Pain changed my life. Yeah, of course, everybody's it, Tallahassee Hero. Yeah, another one. And then um, also uh, didn't Pain. he didn't he do hip hop fish and chicken? That's him, right? I believe. I believe. Um, the other one. We, you know, we may, we may think we're above this, but soldierboytellem.com. The man, the man knew what people wanted to hear. You know, like, it's not that it's like good or anything. It's just like, that's what people like. He knew what the youth would respond to. And he made an album. Was Soldier Boy the original Lil Nas X? He was the, no, he was kind of the original (laughs) extentation. You, you have to watch, you have to watch his Among Us videos. Mm. He plays plays with like pros, like literally the best. And then he'll just be like, no, fuck that shit. Put that on something. And then someone will be like, I'll put that on my mom. He's like, on your mama. And then he'll just be (laughs) fucking going up. He's still, he's still just a funny guy. But that album, Crank That was the original uh, Excentacion, like just like where it just hits you in the fucking face, and you're like, "What am I?" Like where it's intentionally clipping the audio. I never heard anything and like that. Travis before. Barker remix, which yeah, yeah uh, similarly changed my life. I so a couple others in the pop genre. I can't believe nobody took Saint Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like that is just a fucking incredible album by Gnarls Barkley. Uh, future love, future sex, love sounds. Great album. Mm-hmm. I thought you would take it. I really thought you were going like, to go. With like it. I said, I didn't want to be redundant. But it's still a phenomenal album. And uh, Kala by M.I.A. And the little woman that could take you. That, that, one was that, that should have been drafted. Like that, that is. Well, yeah, that one was way up on my list. Similarly, the XX's debut was really high on my yes. list. Oh, XX. Uh, that's so, up there. Which is, um, you know, another predictive album that was like, oh, wow, this is really early. Simple. Same with uh, Fiona Apple had an album in this period, Extraordinary Machine, which like if we're going by quality, that goes like in the second round. But I just didn't listen to it back then. I was. A little, yeah, I was a wee boy. Um, Have to give a shout out to Minus the Bear, who has two uh, great albums that come out in this era with uh, Minos El, El Oso. And um, I believe that. Yeah, Planet of Ice also comes out in this time period. Really love it. Shout out to Highly Refined Pirates, which came out in 02, which I forgot to mention. And if I'm being honest uh, with myself, I know that they are the band that shall not be named, but the Brand emo new. band that met the most to me when the album came out is The Devil and God and Re- Are Raging Inside of Me by Brand New. That album is really wildly good. It's, I think, like, it is a perfect album. The problem is that, like, it, I just, I cannot... I, I won't draft them because I don't want to be bound uh, to that. But yeah, because uh, Jesse person. Lacey is a uh, sexually assaults people and is sexually assaults minors, uh, which is the one thing that makes sexual assault worse, um, turns out. And but that album is still just I can't deny the craft of it. It's it's perfect. Um, I also need to come clean about last last week's podcast. I would have drafted Start Something by Lost Profits last week. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, another thing where we can't draft it because the lead singer is kind of an awful person. Yeah, uh, just kind of. Okay. He's just Watkins, like, he's a scumbag. Um, he, he like had sex with I I know. Well, I didn't have a spot to put this album uh, because we don't have a genre for it. Well, a couple hip hops. Uh, the Cool by Lupe Fiasco. Oh, and Food and Liquor, too. Yeah. Really love just both of this. The only reason why I didn't take it is because Lasers is actually my favorite Lupe Fiasco album. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want to take the second best. And Classics by Ratatat. Mm-hmm. Love that album. And if there was a reggae genre, shout out to Nathan and Dave, Friends of the Pod. I would have taken Submersible pa- by Pacifier. That album holds up. It is so fucking good. You should have taken it as a wild card. I almost wanted to with my last pick because I let them down. I really love it. I spent it it on the Spotify playlist and the honorable mentions and courage to grow by revolution. Oh um, yeah. We forgot to mention there's a Spotify playlist. For with both all of the these picks. drafts, yeah. yeah, I um I spent all of high school trying to evade you guys putting on pa- the band Pacifier, <laughs> and I you wouldn't stop. Putting can I it trade on out my last time. pick for Submersible? Will anybody object to that? Because I no, I, just would I, I wouldn't. Out. I wouldn't definitely object. not going to do. It's that. It's the same reason that I let Ernie take uh, Fountains of Wayne as emo because <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make his list better. <laughs> Here's the thing: is that, yeah, I think I think I'm losing points by putting Submersible on my list. Uh, Good luck with your bots, bro. Yeah, no shame I, by Pepper. There's another one. I think Hunter's bots are actually going to vote for me. Um, (laughs) Okay. And it's a live album. Doesn't count on this list, but Real Big Fish's uh, live album that comes Mm -hmm. out in this era. I know that that Ska is, everybody hates it and shits on it, but our live album is better than your live album. Not only a great, one of the best live albums I've ever heard, but it's very fun. Whatever happened to Suburban Rhythm? Oh my God. Danny, I didn't know this about you. (laughs) I love this. Don't do this to me. Danny, this has been so much more of an amicable podcast than the last time. Um, There was more gold to go around. Luckily, the the ska segment of the podcast is at a point where no one is listening. Why why didn't we do do the ska slash radio We are are getting to the three hour. We have 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 to to stop. stop. We have to stop. Okay. So lightning round for me. Uh, the Wonder Years get stoked on it. Yes. Yes. Uh, 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 Katy Perry, one of the boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Fearless. Oh, baby. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, the E-N-D. Uh, and, and Monkey Business. Baby, I'm taking Monkey Business. Yes. I like that nah, so much more. E-N-D, baby. Uh, Mumford and Sons, Sign No More. Yeah, I, I know Mumford and yeah. Sons are hack now, but that first album, good album. I hated it. Uh, Muse, Black Holes in Revelation. Yes. I, thought, I thought you would have taken some Muse. Ernie, I really I love did. Muse. Um, 30 Seconds to Mars, This is War, and yep. um, Beautiful Life. Bury me, bury me. Beautiful Life. Uh, <laughs> Jared Leto. Also Jared Leto, undraftable. Uh, just for sucking in general. <laughs> yeah, uh, who would have expected that? Coldplay's Viva La Vida. Uh, Maroon 5's It Won't Be Soon Before Long. I wish that you had taken Viva La Vida just so we all could have roasted you for taking Viva La Vida. I would have allowed it. I would have allowed it. <laughs> Uh, wise alopecia, very under the radar oh, Ernie, album. Yeah. I love that album. Incredible you showed it to album. Me. Yeah. It, our freshman year in college. Yeah, that's an album so that good. like secretly there's no front bottoms without it. It's it's phenomenal. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Why very good? Yeah. Uh, LCD Sound System self-titled, Nickelback's All the Right Reasons. <laughs> just going to fly by that. You, uh, no, one, no one has anything to say. Just keep going. You want to uh, speak on that? Or? Band of Horses, Everything All the Time. Uh, Black Keys, the other Black Keys this era, Magic Potion. Mm-hmm. So good. We already mentioned Samstown. Oh, what's Drew doing? 
Well, no, whenever you're done. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Samstown, uh, you know, I see London, I see Samstown uh, when you were young, all that stuff. The Rack and Tours. Yeah. Broken yeah. Boy Soldiers awesome and Consolers album. of the Lonely. Two albums there. Both great albums. Um, uh, me, uh, MIA's Kala. Uh, great album. Yeah. All of Montreal's Hissing Fauna. Are You the Destroyer? Rihanna's Good Girl Gone Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Lincoln Park's Minutes to Midnight. midnight. Bleed it out, baby. Oh, oh, great song. Chromio's uh, Fancy Footwork. Um, uh, <laughs> Kings of Leon Only okay. by the Night. Okay, we have to stop now. <laughs> Did anybody mention For Emma forever ago? Yes. Uh, uh, 3031. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, baby. Yes. Let's fucking go. Adele's 19. Uh, Green Day 21st Century Breakdown. Passion Pit. <laughs> Manners. I like yeah, no one brings up one. Passion Pit, but they were very influential. Yeah. Washed Out's Life of Leisure. There yep. is no Taco Bell without Passion Pit. <laughs> that's, that's good. Good take. I'll stop there. Well, this has been the mid 2000s. You're welcome. Yeah. Battle thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Danny. Always, you know, can always I do? Happy it, can I sacrifice all my other picks Tell to just have this want. album? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh, this is a banger. This is a banger. Can I? Can <laughs> I? I'm going to speak over this song playing about how I saw Nickelback play last year <laughs> in one of the last concerts I ever saw in my life because we're never going to live venues again. Um, and Chad called up a drunk woman on stage and had her sing this song with him. And it was just like, hey, everybody, make sure that she gets home safe. If you know what I'm saying, fellas, like implying to take advantage of this drunk woman. (laughs) That's fuck. And all the guys there were like, oh, yeah, send her my way. It was a very gross. And I was like. The bit's gone too far. I don't want to be at a Nickelback show anymore. Change my name. Because we all just want to be big rock stars and give me. All right, we're going to close this baby out. Podcast stars. I'm I'm stopping it there. It's over. We're done. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Follow us now. We bought a mic. Everyone already cut off by now. (laughs) Whoever's still listening, my God, just give us money at this point. (laughs) You must like us a lot. Vote on our Twitter poll. Email us at webottomic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Danny. Anything you want to plug? Thanks for the busy. No, Danny. I got nothing to, nothing to plug, man. I hope I'm back again soon, man. Hope for 2020 albums of the year. Yes, yes. We'll have you on again for that. Uh, fucking vote, people. We're all going to yeah, die. Vote in our poll on our Twitter. <laughs> Nobody from Russia, please. Yeah, just remember. <laughs> just remember, if you don't vote, then the bots might shut down. Your Are you going to play something else? If you don't vote for the right person. If this podcast doesn't end, I'm just going to start playing another Nickelback song. No <laughs> <laughs> Look at this crap. <laughs> turn it Bye. off. Bye. <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off, Ernest.